Shabbat Shalom and welcome brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Parable of the Vineyard YouTube live stream and happy Sukkot to you. Uh, what we're doing today, today is the second part. Yesterday we started with our reading of uh, Bereshit, Genesis, and today we'll be doing Shemot, uh, Exodus. And what we're doing is uh, following Deuteronomy 31, 10 through 13, uh, to which um, it was one of the, the uh, commands in the Torah to read the entire um, Torah during Sukkot, so that's kind of what we're doing here. So we'll, we'll start with that. Uh, actually, we'll start with prayer, then we'll start with that, and we'll get right into uh, the reading of Exodus. And we will be reading from the Septuagint. Uh, it's a resource that I have found that's been uh, incredibly valuable to our understanding. Um, we can talk about the different uh, manuscripts another time, but we will be reading from the Septuagint version today. I think this is an excellent opportunity to put forth uh, that information in front of you. So Let's uh, let's bow our hearts, Heavenly Father Yahweh, the, the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We just come before you uh, in the midst of Sukkot, and we thank you for um, showing us that your feast days are amazing to celebrate. Um, and we just thank you so much for salvation through you, through Yahusha, the Word. And uh, we just thank you for your righteous rules. We love you. We bless you. And we pray that you open our eyes and ears uh, to hearing your Torah this morning. Amen and amen. All right, hallelujah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's start with Deuteronomy 31, and we'll get right into the reading. And um, hopefully everything's working out. I had some issues uh, getting this started today. So, Deuteronomy 31, 9, and it's titled, The Reading of the, to the, Lord, the Law, the Torah. And Moshe wrote this Torah and delivered it unto the priests, the sons of Levi, which bore the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah, and unto all the elders of Israel. And Moshe commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the feast of Sukkot, tabernacles, and that's where we're at right now, when all Israel is come to appear before Yahuwah Elohaika in the place which he shall choose, ye shall read this Torah before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women, children, and your, and your stranger that is within your gates, that they may hear, that they may learn and fear Yahuwah Elohim to guard to do all the words of this Torah. And that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear Yahuwah Elohim as long as ye live in the land where ye go over the Jordan to possess it. And so... What we're doing today is we're going to be reading from the Septuagint, the Brenton... Uh, version, and I pray that it be a blessing for you and your family, for anyone here that might hear these words. So <clears throat> uh, we're going to be reading straight through, um, except for uh, after chapter 20. We'll take a quick restroom break, and we'll come right back. And I, yeah, it's 40, I think I believe it's 40 chapters, so we'll stop halfway, and um, we'll resume after our restroom break. Let me just make sure everything is working, only because we had a lot of issues this morning getting this started. Okay, looks like you guys can hear me. Okay, sounds good. All right, let's get started then. Uh, Shemot, Exodus, chapter 1. These are the names of the sons of Israel that came into Egypt together with Jacob, Yaakov, their father. They came in each with their whole family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judas, Judah, Issachar, Zabulon, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, 
But Joseph was in Egypt, and all the souls born of Jacob were seventy-five. And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel increased and multiplied, and became numerous, and grew exceedingly strong. And the land multiplied them. And there arose up another king over Egypt, who knew not Joseph. And he said to his nation, Behold, the race of the children of Israel is a great multitude, and stronger than we. Come then, let us deal craftily with them, lest in any time they be increased, and whensoever war shall happen to us, these also shall be added to our enemies, and having prevailed against us in war, they will depart out of the land. And he set over them taskmasters, who should afflict them in their works. And they built strong cities for Pharaoh, both Python and Ramesses, and On, which is Heliopolis. But as they humbled them, by so much they multiplied, and grew exceedingly strong. And the Egyptians greatly abhorred the children of Israel. And the Egyptians tyrannized over the children of Israel by force. And they embittered their life, their life by hard labors in clay and in brick making and all the works in the, paint, in the plains, according to all the works wherein they caused them to serve with violence. And the king of the Egyptians spoke to the midwives of the Hebrews. The name of the one was Sephora and the name of the second Fua. And he said, when you do the office of midwives to the Hebrew women, and they are about to be delivered, if it be a male, kill it. But if a female, save it. But the midwives feared Elohim and did not as the king of Egypt appointed them. But they saved the, men, the male children alive. And the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, Why is it that you have done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, The Hebrew women are not as the women of Egypt, for they are delivered before the midwives go into them. So they bore children, and Elohim did well to the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very strong. And as the midwives feared Elohim, they established for themselves families. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Whatever male child shall be born to the Hebrews, cast it into the river, and every female, save it alive. Give me just one second, I forgot, i got to put these things on. It actually helps a lot, at least I think it does, those uh, little blue light blockers or whatever. I know it looks silly, but... All right, Exodus chapter 2. And there was a certain man of the tribe of Levi who took to wife one of the daughters of Levi, and she conceived and bore a male child. And having seen that he was fair, they hid him three months. And when they could no longer hide him, his mother took for him an ark and besmeared it with bitumen, mortar, slime, pitch, and cast the child into it and put it in the ooze by the river. And his sister was watching from a distance to learn what would happen to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to the river to bathe, and her maids walked by the river side. And having seen the ark in the ooze, she sent her maid and took it up. And having opened it, she sees the babe weeping in the ark. And the daughter of Pharaoh had compassion on it and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. And his sister said to the daughter of Pharaoh, Wilt thou that I call to thee a nurse of the Hebrews, and she shall suckle the child for you? And the daughter of Pharaoh said, Go. And the young woman went and called the mother of the child. And the daughter of Pharaoh said to her, Take care of this child and suckle it for me, and I will give thee the wages. And the woman took the child and suckled it. And when the boy was grown, she brought him to the daughter of Pharaoh, and he became her son. And she called his name Moshe, saying, I took him out of the water. 
And it came to pass in that length of time that Moshe, having grown, went out to his brethren, the sons of Israel. And having noticed their distresses, he sees an Egyptian smiting a certain Hebrew of his brethren, the children of Israel. And having looked round this way and that way, he sees no one. And he smote the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And having gone out the second day, he sees two Hebrew men fighting. And he says to the injurer, Wherefore smitest thou thy neighbor? And he said, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Wilt thou slay me as thou yesterday slewest the Egyptian? Then Moshe was alarmed and said, If it be thus, this matter has become known. And Pharaoh heard this matter and sought to slay Moshe. And Moshe departed from the presence of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And having come into the land of Midian, he sat on the well. And the priest of Midian had seven daughters, feeding the flock of their father Jethro. Jothor, Jethro. And they came and drew water until they filled their pitchers to water the flock of their father Jethro. And the shepherds came and were driving them away. And Moshe rose up and rescued them and drew water for them and watered their sheep. And they came to Raguel, their father, um, yeah, very well, or Jethro, yeah, their father, and said to them, Why have you come up so quickly today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the shepherds and drew water for us and watered our sheep. And he said to his daughters, And where is he? And why have you left the man? Call him, therefore, that he may eat bread. And Moshe was established with the man, and he gave Sephora, his daughter, to Moshe, to wife. And the woman conceived and bore a son, and Moshe called his name Gershom, saying, I am a sojourner in a strange land. And in those days, after a length of time, the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel groaned because of their tasks and cried, and, because, and their cry because of their tasks went up to Elohim. And Elohim heard their groanings, and Elohim remembered his covenant made, his covenant made with Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov. And Elohim looked upon the children of Israel and was made known to them. Exodus chapter 3, Septuagint version. And Moshe was feeding the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he brought the sheep nigh to the wilderness and came to the Mount of Horeb. And an angel of Yahuwah appeared to him in flaming fire out of the bush, the bush, bush, the bush. And he sees that the bush burns with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And Moshe said, I will go near and see this great sight, why the bush is not consumed. And when Yahuwah saw that he drew nigh to see, Yahuwah called him out of the bush saying, Moshe, Moshe. And he said, What is it? And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Loose thy sandals from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And he said, I am the Elohim of thy father, the Elohim of Abraham, and the Elohim of Yitzchak, and the Elohim of Yaakov. And Moshe turned away his face, for he was afraid to gaze at Elohim. And Yahweh said to Moshe, I have surely seen the affliction of my people that is in Egypt, and I have heard their cry caused by their taskmasters, for I know their affliction. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them out of that land, and to bring them into a good and wide land, into a land flowing with milk and honey, into the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Gergesites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the... The cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have seen the affliction which the Egyptians afflict them. And now come, I will send thee to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and thou shalt bring out my people, the children of Israel, from the land of Egypt. And Moshe said to Elohim, Who am I, that I should go to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and that I should bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt? 
And Elohim spoke to Moshe saying, I will be with thee. And this shall be the sign of thee that I shall send thee forth. When thou bringest out my people out of Egypt, then ye shall serve Elohim in this mountain. And Moshe said to Elohim, Behold, I shall go forth to the children of Israel and shall say to them, The Elohim of our fathers has sent me to you. And they will ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And Elohim spoke to Moshe, saying, I am the being, or I am that I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The being, I am that I am, has sent me to you. And Elohim said again to Moshe, Thus shalt thou say to the sons of Israel, Yahuwah Elohinu of our fathers, the Elohim of Avraham, and the Elohim of Yitzchak, and the Elohim of Yaakov has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and my memorial to generations of generations. Go then, and gather the elders of the children of Israel, and thou shalt say to them, Yahuwah Elohinu of our fathers has appeared to me, the Elohim of Avraham, and the Elohim of Yitzchak, and the Elohim of Yaakov, saying, I have surely looked upon you, and upon all things which have happened to you in Egypt. And he said, I will bring you up, I will bring you up out of the afflictions of the Egyptians into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice. And thou and the elders of Israel shall go into Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And thou shalt say to him, The Elohim of the Hebrews has called us. We will go then a journey of three days into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to our Elohim. But I know that Pharaoh, king of Egypt, will not let you go, save with a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite the Egyptians with all my wonders, which I shall work among them. And after that he will send you forth. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And whenever you shall escape, you shall not depart empty. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and fellow lodger articles of gold and silver and apparel, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and spoil ye the Egyptians. Exodus chapter 4, Septuagint version. And Moshe answered and said, If they believe me not, and do not hearken to my voice, for they will say, Elohim has not appeared to you, what shall I say to them? And Yahweh said to him, what is this thing that is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moshe fled from it. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Stretch forth thine hand, and take hold of its tail. So he stretched forth his hand, and took hold of the tail. And it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe thee, that the Elohim of thy fathers has appeared to thee, the Elohim of Avraham, and the Elohim of Yitzchak, and Elohim of Yaakov. And Yahuwah said again to him, Put thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and brought his hand out of his bosom, and his hand became as snow. And he said again, Put thy hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and brought his hand out of his bosom, and it, and it, and it was again restored to the complexion of his other flesh. <clears throat> And if they will not believe thee, nor hearken to the voice of the first sign, they will believe thee because of the voice of the second sign. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee for these two signs, and will not hearken to thy voice, that thou, shalt, that thou shalt take of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land, and the water which thou shalt take from the river shall be blood upon the dry land. And Moshe said to Yahuwah, I pray, 
Yahuwah, I have not been sufficient in former times, neither from the time that thou hast begun to speak to thy servant. I am weak in speech and slow-tongued. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Who has given a mouth to man? And who has made the very heart of hearing, and the deaf, and the seeing, and the blind? Have not I, Elohim? And now go, and I will open thy mouth, and I will instruct thee in what thou shalt say. And Moshe said, I pray thee, Yahuwah, appoint another able person whom thou shalt send. And Yahuwah was greatly angered against Moshe and said, Lo, is not Aharon the Levite thy brother? I know that he will surely speak to thee. And behold, he will come forth to meet thee, and beholding thee, he will rejoice within himself. And thou shalt speak to him, and thou shalt put my words into his mouth. And I will open thy mouth and his mouth, and I will instruct you in what ye shall do. And he shall speak for thee to the people, and he shall be and he shall be thy mouth, and thou shalt be for him in things pertaining to Elohim. And this rod that was turned into a serpent, and thou shalt take in thine hand, wherewith thou shalt work miracles. And Moshe went and returned to Jethro his father in law, and says, I will go and return to my brethren in Egypt, and I will see if they are yet living. And Jethro said to Moshe, Go in health. And in those days, after some time, the king of Egypt died. And Yahweh said to Moshe in Midian, Go, depart into Egypt, for all that sought thy life are dead. And Moshe took his wife and his children, and mounted them on, on the beasts, and returned to Egypt. And Moshe took the rod which he had from Elohim in his hand. And Yahweh said to Moshe, When thou goest and returnest to Egypt, see all the miracles I have charged thee with. Thou shalt work before Pharaoh, and I will harden his heart. And he shall certainly not send away the people. And thou shalt say to Pharaoh, These things saith Yahuwah, Israel is my firstborn. And I said to thee, Send away my people, that they may serve me. Now, if thou wilt not send them away, see, I will slay thy firstborn son. And it came to pass that the angel of Yahuwah met him by the way in the inn and sought to slay him. And Sephora, having taken a stone, cut off the foreskin of her son and fell at his feet and said, the blood of the circumcision of my son is staunched. And he departed from him, because she said, The blood of the circumcision of my son is staunched. And Yahweh said to Aharon, Go into the wilderness to meet Moshe. And he went and met him in the mount of Elohim, and they kissed each other. And Moshe reported to Aharon all the words of Yahuwah which he sent, and all the things which he charged him. And Moshe and Aharon went and gathered the elders of the children of Israel. And Aharon spoke all these words which Elohim spoke to Moshe, and wrought the miracles before the people. And the people believed and rejoiced because Elohim visited the children of Israel, because he saw their affliction, and the people bowed and worshipped. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 5, Septuagint version. And after this went in Moshe and Aharon to Pharaoh, and they said to him, these things says Yahweh Eloheinu of Israel, Send my people away, that they may keep a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is he that I should hearken to his voice, so that I should send away the children of Israel? I do not know Yahuwah, and I will not let Israel go. And they said to him, The Elohim of the Hebrews has called us to him. We will go therefore a three days journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to Yahuwah our Elohim, lest at any time death or slaughter happen to us. And the king of Egypt said to them, Why do ye, Moshe and Aharon, turn the people from their works? Depart each of you to your works. And Pharaoh said, Behold now, the people is very numerous. Let us not give them rest from their work. 
And Pharaoh gave orders to the taskmasters of the people and to the accountants, saying, Ye shall no longer give straw to the people for brick-making as yesterday and the third day. But let them go themselves and collect straw for themselves. And thou shalt impose on them daily the rate of brick-making which they perform. Thou shalt not abate anything, for they are idle. Therefore have they cried, saying, Let us arise and do sacrifice to our Elohim. Let the works of these men be made grievous, and let them care for these things, and not care for vain words. The taskmasters and the accountants hasted them, and they spoke to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will give you straw no longer. Go ye yourselves, and get get for yourselves straw whensoever ye can find it, for nothing is diminished from your rate. So the people were dispersed in all the land of Egypt to gather a stubble for straw. And the taskmasters hastened them, saying, Fulfill your regular daily task, even as when straw was given you. And the accountants of the race of the children of Israel, who were set over them by the masters of Pharaoh, were scourged and questioned, men saying, Why have ye not fulfilled your rates of brick work as yesterday and the third day today also? And the accountants of the children of Israel went in and cried to Pharaoh, saying, Why dost thou act thus to thy servants? Straw is not given to thy servants. And they tell us to make brick, and behold, thy servants have been scourged. Wilt thou therefore injure thy people? And he said to them, Ye are idle. Ye are idlers. Therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to our Elohim. Now then, go and work, for straw shall not be given to you, yet, yet ye shall return the rate of bricks. And the accountants of the children of Israel saw themselves in evil plight, men saying, Ye shall not fail to deliver the daily rate of the brick-making. And they met Moshe and Aharon coming forth to meet them as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said to them, Yahweh look upon you and judge you, for you have made our savor abominable before Pharaoh and before his servants to put a sword into his hands to slay us. And Moshe turned to Yahweh and said, I pray, Yahweh, why hast thou afflicted this people? Wherefore hast thou sent me? For from the time that I went to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he has afflicted this people, and thou hast not delivered thy people. Chapter 6 And Yahweh said to Moshe, Now thou shalt see what I do, will do to Pharaoh. For he shall send them forth with a mighty hand, and with a high arm shall he cast them out of his land. And Elohim spoke to Moshe and said to him, I am Yahuwah. And I appeared to Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov, being their Elohim, but I did not manifest to them my name, Yahuwah. And I established my covenant with them to give them the land of the Canaanites, the land wherein they sojourned, in which also they dwelt as strangers. And I hearkened to the groaning of the children of Israel, the affliction with which the Egyptians enslaved them. And I remembered the covenant with you. Go, speak to the children of Israel, saying, I am Yahuwah. And I will lead you forth from the tyranny of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from bondage, and I will ransom you with a high arm and great judgment. And I will take you to me a people for myself, and will be your Elohim, and ye shall know that I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out from the tyranny of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning which I stretched out my hand to give it to Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov. And I will give it you for an inheritance. For an inheritance. I am Yahuwah. And Moshe spoke thus to the sons of Israel, and they hearkened not to Moshe for faint-heartedness and for their hard tasks. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Go in, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he send forth the children of Israel out of his land. And Moshe spoke before Yahuwah, saying, Behold, the children of Israel hearken not to me. How shall Pharaoh hearken to me? I am not eloquent. 
And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe and Aharon and gave them a charge to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he should send forth the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And these are the heads of the houses of their families, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Enoch and Phallus, Asron and Carmi. This is the kindred of Reuben. And the sons of Simeon, Yemuel and Yamin and Eod and Yachin and Sa'ar and Shaul, the son of a Phoenician woman. These are the families of the sons of Simeon. And these are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their kindreds, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And the years of the life of Levi were 137. And these are the sons of Gershon, Lobenai, Semai, the houses of their family, and the sons of Kohath, Amram, and Iskar, Hebron, Uziel. And the years of Kohath were 133 years. And the sons of Merari, Mulai, Omsu, Omusai, these are the house of the families of Levi, according to their kindreds. And Amram took to wife Jochebed, the daughter of his father's brother, and she bore him both Aharon and Moshe, and Miriam, their sister. And the years of the life of Amram were a hundred and thirty-two years. And the sons of Issachar, Kore, Naphek, Zechrai, the sons of Uziel, Misael, Elishaphan, and Segrai. And Aharon took to himself wife Elizabeth, daughter of Amminadab, sister of Naason. And she bore to him both Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. And the sons of Korah, Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasar, these are the generations of Korah. And Eleazar, the sons of Aharon, took to himself for a wife one of the daughters of Pithuel, and she bore to him Phinehas. These are the heads of the families of the Levites, according to their generations. This is, this is Aharon and Moshe, to whom Elohim told to bring out the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt with their forces. These are they that spoke with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Aharon himself and Moshe brought out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. And in the day, or in the day which Yahuwah spoke to Moshe in the land of Egypt, then Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, I am Yahuwah. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, whatsoever I say to thee. And Moshe said before Yahuwah, Behold, I am not able in speech. How shall Pharaoh hearken to me? <clears throat> Chapter 7 And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Behold, I have made thee a god to Pharaoh, and Aharon thy brother shall be thy prophet. And thou shalt say to him all things that I charge thee, and Aharon thy brother shall speak to Pharaoh that he should send forth the children of Israel out of his land. And I will harden the heart of Pharaoh, and I will multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh will not hearken to you. And I will lay my hand upon Egypt, and will bring out my people, the children of Israel, with my power, out of the land of Egypt with great vengeance. And all the Egyptians shall know that I am Yahuwah, stretching out my hand upon Egypt, and I will bring out the children of Israel out of the midst of them, and Moshe and Aharon did as Yahuwah commanded them, so did they. And Moshe was eighty years old, and Aharon his brother was eighty-three years old, when he spoke to Pharaoh. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe and Aharon, saying, Now, if Pharaoh should speak to you, saying, Give us a sign or a wonder, then thou shalt say to thy brother Aharon, Take thy rod, and cast it upon the ground before Pharaoh, and before his servants, and it shall become a serpent. And Moshe and Aharon went in before Pharaoh, and before his servants, and they did so as Yahuwah commanded them. And Aharon cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. 
But Pharaoh called together the wise men of Egypt and the sorcerers and the charmers also of the Egyptians did likewise with their sorceries. And they cast down each his rod and they became serpents. But the rod of Aharon swallowed up their rods and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. And he hearkened not to them as Yahuwah charged them. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, The heart of Pharaoh is made hard, so that he should not let the people go. Go to Pharaoh early in the morning. Behold, he goes forth to the water, and thou shalt meet him on the bank of the river. And thou shalt take in thine hand the rod that was turned into a serpent. And thou shalt say to him, Yahuwah Eloheinu of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, Send my people away, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou hast not hearkened. These things saith Yahuwah. Hereby shalt thou know that I am Yahuwah. Behold, I strike with the rod that is in mine hand on the water which is in the river, and it shall change to, into blood. And the fish that are in the river shall die, and the river shall stink thereupon, and the Egyptians shall not be able to drink water from the river. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Say to thy brother Aharon, Take thy rod in thy hand, and stretch forth thy hand over the waters of Egypt, and over their rivers, and over their canals, and over their ponds, and over all their standing water, and it shall become blood. And there was blood in all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and of stone. And Moshe and Aharon did so, as Yahuwah commanded them. And Aharon, having lifted up his hand with his rod, smote the water in the river before Pharaoh and before his servants, and changed all the water in the river to blood. <clears throat> And the fish in the river died, and the river stank thereupon, and the Egyptians could not drink water from the river, and the blood was in all the land of Egypt, and the charmers also of the Egyptians did so with their sorceries, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not hearken to them, even as Yahuwah said. And Pharaoh turned and entered into his house, nor did he fix his attention even on this thing. And all the Egyptians dug round about the river, so as to drink water, for they could not drink water from the river. And seven days were fulfilled after Yahuwah had smitten the river. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Go into Pharaoh, and thou shalt say to him, These things says Yahuwah, Send forth my people, that they may serve me. And if thou wilt not send them forth, behold, I afflict all thy borders with frogs. And the river shall teem with frogs, and they shall go up and enter into thy houses, and into thy bedchambers, and upon thy beds, and upon the houses of thy servants, and of thy people, and on thy dough, and on thine ovens, and upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people shall frogs come up. All right. Exodus chapter 8, Septuagint version. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Say to Aharon thy brother, Stretch forth with the hand thy rod over the rivers, and over the canals, and over the pools, and bring up the frogs. And Aharon stretched forth his hand over the waters of Egypt, and brought up the frogs, and the frog was brought up, and covered the land of Egypt. And the charmers of the Egyptians did also did likewise with their sorceries, and brought up the frogs on the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Moshe and Aharon and said, Pray for me to Yahuwah. And let them take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will send them away, and they shall sacrifice to Yahuwah. And Moshe said to Pharaoh, Appoint me a time when I shall pray for thee, and for thy servants, and for thy people, to cause the frogs to disappear from thee, and from thy people, and from your houses. Only in the river shall they be left behind. And he said, On the morrow. And he said, Therefore, as thou hast said, that thou mayest know, that there is no other Elohim but Yahuwah. 
And the frogs shall be removed away from thee, and from your houses, and from your villages, and from thy servants, and from thy people. Only in the river they shall be left. And Moshe and Aharon went forth from Pharaoh. And Moshe cried to Yahweh concerning the restriction of the frogs as Pharaoh appointed him. And Yahweh did as Moshe said, and the frogs died out of the houses, and out of the villages, and out of the fields, and they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. And when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, his heart was hardened, and he did not hearken to them as Yahweh spoke. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Say to Aharon, Stretch forth thy rod with thine hand, and smite the dust of the earth, and there shall be lice upon both, both upon man, and upon quadrupeds, and in all the land of Egypt." So Aharon stretched out his rod with his hand and smote the dust of the earth. And the lice were on men and on quadrupeds and in all the dust of the earth. Therefore, there was lice. There were lice. And the charmers also did so with their sorceries to bring forth the lice, but they could not. And the lice were both on men and on the quadrupeds. So the charmer said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of Elohim. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he hearkened not to them, as Yahweh said. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and behold, he will go forth to the he will go forth to the water, and thou shalt say to him, These things, says Yahuwah, send away my people, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I send upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy land, and upon your houses the dogfly. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with the dogfly even throughout the land upon which they are. And I will distinguish marvelously in that day the land of Goshen, on which my people dwell, in which the dogfly shall not be, that thou mayest know that I am Yahuwah, the Elohim of all the earth. And I will put a difference between my people and thy people, and on the morrow shall this be on the land. And Yahuwah did thus. And the dogfly came in abundance into the houses of Pharaoh, and into the houses of his servants, and into all the land of Egypt. And the land was destroyed by the dogfly. And Pharaoh called Moshe and Aharon, saying, Go and sacrifice to Yahweh your Elohim in the land. And Moshe said, It cannot be so, for we shall, for sh- for we shall sacrifice to Yahweh our Elohim the abominations of the Egyptians. For if we sacrifice the abominations of the Egyptians before them, we shall be stoned. We will go a journey of three days into the wilderness, and we will sacrifice to Yahuwah our Elohim, as Yahuwah said to us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go, and do ye sacrifice to your Elohim in the wilderness, but do not go very far away. Pray then for me to Yahuwah. And Moshe said, I will go forth from thee and pray to Elohim. And the dogfly shall depart both from thy servants and from the people, from thy people tomorrow. Do not thou, Pharaoh, deceive again, so as to not send the people away to do sacrifice to Yahuwah. And Moshe went out from Pharaoh and prayed to Elohim. And Yahuwah did as Moshe said, and removed the dogfly from Pharaoh, and from his servants, and from his people, and there was none left. And Pharaoh hardened his heart even on this occasion, and he would not send the people away. Exodus chapter 9, Septuagint version. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Go in to Pharaoh, and thou shalt say to him, These things saith Yahuwah Elohenu of the Hebrews, Send my people away, that they may serve me. If, however, thou wilt not send my people away, but yet detainest them, behold, the hand of Yahuwah shall be upon thy, thy cattle in the fields, both on the horses, and on the asses, and on the camels, and oxen, and sheep, of very great mortality. 
And I will make a marvelous distinction in that time between the cattle of the Egyptians and the cattle of the children of Israel. Nothing shall die of all that is, that is of the children of Israel's. And Elohim fixed the limit, saying, Tomorrow Yahuwah will do this thing on the land. And Yahuwah did this thing on the next day. And all the cattle of the Egyptians died, but the cattle of the children of Israel, there died not one. And when Pharaoh saw that all the cattle of the children of Israel, there died not one, the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe and Aharon, saying, Take you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moshe scatter it toward the heaven before Pharaoh and before his servants, and let it become dust over all the land of Egypt. And there shall be upon men and upon beasts sore blains breaking forth both on men and on beasts in all the land of Egypt. So he took the ashes of the furnace before Pharaoh, and Moshe scattered it towards heaven, and it became sore blains breaking forth both on men and on beasts. And the sorcerers could not stand before Moshe because of the sores, for the sores were on the sorcerers and in all the land of Egypt. And Yahuwah hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he hearkened not to them as Yahuwah appointed. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and thou shalt say to him, These things saith Yahuwah, the Elohim of the Hebrews, Send away my people, that they may serve me. For at this present time I do send forth all my plagues into thine heart, and the heart of thy servants and of thy people, that thou mayest know that there is not another such as I in all the earth. For now I will stretch forth my hand and smite thee and kill thy people, and thou shalt be consumed from off the earth. And for this purpose hast thou been preserved, that I might display in thee my strength, and that my name might be published in all the earth. Dost thou then yet exert thyself to hinder my people, so as to not let them go? Behold, tomorrow at this hour I will rain a very great hail, such as not been in Egypt from the time it was created until this day. Now then, Hasten to gather thy cattle, and all that thou hast in the fields. For all the men and cattle, as many as shall be found in the fields, and shall not enter into a house, but the hail shall fall upon them, shall die. He of the servants of Pharaoh that feared the word of Yahuwah gathered his cattle into the houses, and he that did not attend his, in his mind the word of Yahuwah left cattle in the fields. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Stretch out thine hand to heaven, and there shall be hail on all the land of Egypt, both on the men and on the cattle, and on all the herbage on the land. And Moshe stretched forth his hand to heaven, and Yahuwah sent thunderings and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground. And Yahuwah rained hail on all the land of Egypt, so there was hail and flaming fire mingled with hail. And the hail was very great, such as was not in Egypt from the time there was a nation upon it. And the hail smote in all the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And the hail smote all the grass in the field. And the hail broke in pieces all the trees in the field, only in the land of, Gers of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, the hail was not. And Pharaoh sent and called Moshe and Aharon and said to them, I have sinned this time. Yahuwah is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Pray then for me to Yahuwah, and let him cause the thunderings of Elohim to seize, and the hail and the fire, and I will send you forth, and ye shall remain no longer. And Moshe said to him, when I shall have departed from the city, I will stretch out my hands to Yahuwah, and the thundering shall cease, and the hail and the rain shall be no longer, that thou mayest know that the earth is Yahuwah's. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye have not feared yet Yahuwah. And the flax and the barley were smitten, for the barley was advanced, and the flax was seeding, but the wheat and the rye were not smitten, for they were late. 
And Moshe went forth from Pharaoh out of the city and stretched out his hands to Yahuwah. And the thunders ceased and the hail and the rain did not drop on the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder ceased, he continued to sin and he hardened his heart and the heart of his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened and he did not send forth the children of Israel as Yahuwah said to Moshe. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 10. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that these signs may come upon them, in order that ye may relate in the ears of your children and to your children's children, and how many things I have mocked the Egyptians, and my wonders which I wrought among them, and ye shall know that I am Yahuwah. And Moshe and Aharon went in before Pharaoh, and they said to him, these things saith Yahweh Elohinu of the Hebrews, How long dost thou refuse to reverence me? Send my people away, that they may serve me. If thou wilt not send my people away, behold, at this hour tomorrow I will bring an abundance of locusts upon the, all thy coasts, and they shall cover the face of the earth, and thou shalt not be able to see the earth, and they shall devour all that is left of the abundance of the earth, which the hail has left you, and shall devour every tree that grows for you on the land. And thy houses shall be filled, and the houses of thy servants, and all the houses, and all the land of the Egyptians, things which thy fathers have never seen, nor their forefathers, from the day that they were upon the earth until this day. And Moshe turned away and departed from Pharaoh. And the servants of Pharaoh said to him, How long shall this be a snare to us? Send, them, send away the men, that they may serve their Elohim. Wilt thou know that Egypt is destroyed? And they brought back both Moshe and Aharon to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go and serve Yahweh your Elohim. But who are they that are going, are going with you? And Moshe said, We will go with the young and the old, and with our sons and our daughters, and sheep and oxen, for it is a feast of Yahweh. And he said to them, So let Yahweh be with you, as I will send you away. Must I send away your store also? See that evil is attached to you. Not so, but let the men go and serve Elohim, for this ye yourselves seek. And they cast them out from the presence of Pharaoh. And Yahweh said to Moshe, <clears throat> Stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt, and let the locusts come up on the land, and it shall devour every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail left. And Moshe lifted up his rod towards heaven, and Yahweh brought a south wind upon the earth. All that day and all that night the morning dawned, and the south wind brought up the locusts and brought them up over all the land of Egypt, and they rested in very great abundance over all the borders of Egypt. Before them there were not such locusts, neither after them shall there be. And they covered the face of the earth, and the land was wasted, and they devoured all the herbage of the land and all the fruit of the trees which was left by the hail. There was no green thing left on the trees, nor on all the herbage of the field in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh hasted to call Moshe and Aharon, saying, I have sinned before Yahweh your Elohim, and against you. Pardon therefore my sin yet this time, and pray to Yahweh your Elohim, and let him take away from me this death. And Moshe went forth from Pharaoh and prayed to Elohim. And Yahweh brought in the opposite direction a strong wind from the sea and took up the locusts and cast them into the Red Sea. And there was not one locust left in all the land of Egypt. And Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not send away the children of Israel. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Stretch out thine hand to heaven, and let there be a darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness that may be felt. 
And Moshe stretched out his hand to heaven, and there was darkness, very black, even a storm over all the land of Egypt three days. And for three days no man saw his brother, and no man rose up from his bed for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in all the places where they were. And Pharaoh called Moshe and Aharon, saying, Go, serve Yahweh your Elohim, only leave your sheep and your oxen, and let your store depart with you. And Moshe said, Nay, but thou shalt give to us whole burnt offerings and sacrifices, which we will sacrifice to Yahuwah our Elohim, and our cattle shall go with us, and we will not leave a hoof behind, for them we will take to serve Yahuwah our Elohim. But we know not in what manner we shall serve Yahuwah our Elohim until we arrive there. But Yahuwah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh says, Depart from me. Beware of seeing my face again, for in what day thou shalt appear before me, thou shalt die. And Moshe says, Thou hast said, I will not appear in thy presence again. Exodus chapter 11, Septuagint version. And Yahweh said to Moshe, I will yet bring one plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt, and after that he will send you forth thence. And whenever he sends you forth with everything, he will indeed drive you out. Speak therefore secretly in the ears of the people, and let everyone ask of his neighbor jewels of silver and gold and raiment. And Yahweh gave his people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and they lent to them. And the man Moshe was very great before the Egyptians, and before Pharaoh, and before his servants. And Moshe said, These things saith Yahuwah, About midnight I go forth into the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the woman servant that is by the mill, and to the firstborn of all cattle, and there shall be a great cry throughout all the through the, all the land of Egypt, such has not been, and such shall not be repeated any more. But among all the children of Israel shall not a dog snarl with his tongue, either at man or beast, that thou mayest know how wide a distinction Yahuwah will make between the Egyptians and Israel. And all these thy servants shall come down to me, and do me reverence, saying, Go forth, thou and all thy people, over whom thou presidest, and afterward I will go forth. And Moshe went forth from Pharaoh with wrath, and Yahweh said to Moshe, <clears throat> Pharaoh will not hearken to you, that I may greatly multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. And Moshe and Aharon wrought all these signs and wonders in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh. And Yahuwah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not hearken to send forth the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Chapter 12 And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe and Aharon in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be to you the beginning of months. It is a first to you among the months of the year. Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month let them each take a lamb according to the houses of their families. Every man a lamb for his household, and if they be few in household, in a household, so that there are not enough for the lamb, he shall take with himself his neighbor that lives near to him, as to the number of, to, as to the number of the souls, every one according to that which suffices him shall make a reckoning for the lamb. It shall be to you a lamb unblemished, a male of a year old. Ye shall take it of the lambs and the kids. And it shall be kept by you till the fourteenth of this month, and all the multitude of the congregation of the children of Israel shall kill it towards evening. And they shall take of the blood, and shall put it on the two doorposts, and on the lintel, in the houses in which soever they shall eat them. 
And they shall eat the flesh in this night, roast with fire. And they shall eat unleavened bread with bitter herbs. Ye shall not eat of it raw nor sodden in water, but only roast with fire, the head with the feet and the appurtenances. Nothing shall be left of it till the morning, and a bone of it ye shall not break. But that which is left of it till the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, your loins girded, and your sandals on your feet, and your staves in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is a Passover to Yahuwah. And I will go through the land... I'll go through the land of Egypt in that night and will smite every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt will I execute vengeance. I am Yahuwah. And the blood shall be for a sign to you on the houses in which ye are. And I will see the blood and will protect you. And there shall not be on you the plague of destruction when I smite in the land of Egypt. And this day shall be to you a memorial and ye shall keep it a feast to Yahuwah throughout all all your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast for a perpetual ordinance. Seven days ye shall eat unleavened bread. From the first day ye shall utterly remove leaven from your houses. Whosoever shall eat leaven, that soul shall be utterly destroyed from Israel. From the first day until the seventeenth, the seventh day. And the first day shall be called holy. And the seventh day shall be a holy convocation to you. Ye shall do no servile work on them. Only as many things as will necessarily be done to every, by every soul, this only shall be done by you. And ye shall keep this commandment, for on this day I will bring you your force out of the land of Egypt. And ye shall make this day a perpetual ordinance for you throughout your generations. Beginning the fourteenth day of the first month, ye shall eat unleavened bread from evening till the twenty-first day of the month till evening. Seven days leaven shall not be found in your houses. Whosoever shall eat anything leavened, that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, both among the occupiers of the land and the original inhabitants. Ye shall eat nothing leavened, but in every habitation of yours ye shall eat unleavened bread. And Moshe called all the elders of the children of Israel and said to them, Go away, and take to yourselves a lamb according to your kindreds, and slay the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and having dipped it into some of the blood that is by the door, ye shall touch the lintel, and shall put it upon the doorposts, even of the blood which is by the door. But ye shall not go out every one from the door of his house till the morning. And Yahuwah shall pass by to smite the Egyptians, and shall see the blood upon the lintel and upon the doorposts. And Yahuwah shall pass by the door, and shall not suffer the destroyer to enter into your houses to smite you. And keep ye this thing as an ordinance for thyself and for thy children for ever. And if ye should enter into the land which Yahweh shall give you as he has spoken, keep this service. And it shall come to pass if your sons shall say to you, What is this service? Ye shall say to them, This is the past this Passover is a sacrifice to Yahuwah, as he defended the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians, but delivered our houses. And the people bowed and worshipped. And the children of Israel departed and did as Yahweh commanded Moshe and Aharon, so did they. And it came to pass, at midnight, Yahuwah smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the captive maid in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all cattle. And Pharaoh rose up by night, and his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in all the land of Egypt, for there was not a house in which there was not one dead. 
And Pharaoh called Moshe and Haron by night and said to them, Rise and depart from my people, both you and the children of Israel. Go and serve Yahweh your Elohim, even as ye say, and take with you your sheep and your oxen. Bless me also, I pray you. The Egyptians constrained the people so that they cast out, cast them out of the land with haste, for they said, We shall all die. And all the people took their dough before their meal was leavened, bound up as it was in their garments, on their shoulders. And the children of Israel did as Moshe commanded them. And they asked of the Egyptians articles of silver and gold and apparel. And Yahuwah gave his people favor in the sight of all the Egyptians, and they lent to them, and they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel departed from Ramses to Sukkoth, the full number of 600,000 footmen, even men beside the baggage. And a great mixed company went up with them, and sheep and oxen, and very much cattle. And they baked the dough which they brought out of Egypt, unleavened cakes, for it had not been leavened. For the Egyptians cast them out, and they could not remain, neither did they prepare provisions for themselves for the journey. And the sojourning of the children of Israel, while they sojourned in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan, was, and this is important, this is really important with the Septuagint version, this is where people get mixed up with the uh, Masoretic, so the 400 years is Egypt and the land of Canaan, which started with Abraham's time, was 430 years. And it came to pass, after the 430 years, all the forces of Yahuwah came forth out of the land of Egypt by night. It is a watch kept to Yahuwah, so that he should bring them out of the land of Egypt. That very night is a watch kept to Yahuwah, so that it should not be to all the children of Israel to their generations. No, so, not, not, so that it should be to all the children of Israel to their generations. And Yahweh said to Moshe and Aharon, This is the Torah of the Passover. No stranger shall eat of it. And every slave or servant bought with money, him thou shalt circumcise, and then he shall eat of it. A sojourner or a hireling shall not eat of it. In one house shall it be eaten, and ye shall not carry of the flesh out from the house. And a bone of it ye shall not break. All the congregation of the children of Israel shall keep it. If any proselyte shall come to you to keep the Passover to Yahuwah, thou shalt circumcise every male of him, and then shall he approach to sacrifice it. And he shall be even as the original inhabitant of the land. No uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one Torah to the native and to the proselyte coming among you. And the children of Israel did as Yahuwah commanded Moshe, and Aharon for them, so did they. So they did. And it came to pass in that day that Yahuwah brought out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt with their forces. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 13. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Sanctify to me every firstborn produced, first produced, opening every womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. And Moshe said to the people, Remember this day, in which ye came forth out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For with a strong hand Yahuwah brought you forth thence. And leaven shall not be eaten. For on this day ye go forth in the month of, of new corn. And it shall come to pass, when Yahuwah thy Elohim shall have brought thee into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and the Girgashites, and the Perizzites, which he swore to thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt perform this service in this month. Six days ye shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day is a feast to Yahuwah. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Nothing leaven shall be seen with thee, neither shalt thou have leaven in all thy borders. 
And thou shalt tell thy son in that day, saying, Therefore Yahweh dealt thus with me, as I was going out of Egypt. And it shall be to thee a sign upon thy hand, and a memorial between thine eyes, that the Torah of Yahweh may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand Yahweh Elohim brought thee out of Egypt. And preserve ye this Torah according to the times of the seasons from year to year. And it shall come to pass when Yahweh thy Elohim shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to thy fathers, and shall give it thee, that thou shalt set apart every offspring opening the womb, the males to Yahweh, every one that opens the womb out of the herds or among the cat, thy cattle, as many as thou shalt have. Thou shalt sanctify the males to Yahweh, every offspring opening the womb of the ass thou shalt change for a sheep. And if thou wilt not change it, thou shalt redeem it. Every firstborn of man of thy sons shalt thou redeem. And if thy son should ask thee hereafter, saying, What is this? Then thou shalt say to him, With a strong hand, Yahuwah brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And when Pharaoh hardened his heart so as to not send us away, he slew every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, do I sacrifice every offspring that opens the womb, the males to Yahuwah, every firstborn of my sons I will redeem. And it shall be for a sign upon thine hand, and immovable before thine eyes. For with a strong hand, Yahuwah brought thee out of Egypt. And when Pharaoh sent forth the people, Elohim led them not by the way of the land of the Philistines, because it was near. For Elohim said, Lest at any time the people repent when they see war and return to Egypt. And Elohim led the people round by the way to the wilderness, to the Red Sea. And in the fifth generation, the children of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt. And Moshe took the bones of Yosef with him, for he had solemnly adjured the children of Israel, saying, Elohim will surely visit you, and he shall carry up my bones hence with you. And the children of Israel departed from Sukkoth and encamped in Dotham, or Otham by the wilderness. And Elohim led them in the day by pillar of a cloud to show them the way, and in the night by the pillar of fire. And the pillar of cloud failed not by day, nor the pillar of fire by night before all the people. <clears throat> Chapter 14. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and let them turn and encamp before the villages between Megdol and the sea, opposite baal Sephon. Before them shalt thou encamp by the sea. And Pharaoh will say to his people, As for these children of Israel, they are wandering in the land, for the wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden the heart of Pharaoh, and he shall pursue after them. And I will be glorified in Pharaoh, and in all his host, and in all the Egyptians shall know that I am Yahuwah. And they did so. And it was reported to the king of the Egyptians that the people had fled. And the heart of Pharaoh was turned, and that of his servants against the people. And they said, what is this that how we have done to let the children of Israel go so that they should not serve us? So Pharaoh yoked his chariots and led off all his people with himself, having also taken 600 chosen chariots and all the cavalry of the Egyptians and the rulers over all. And Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and of his servants, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went forth with a high hand. And the Egyptians pursued after them and found them encamped by the sea and all the cavalry and the chariots of Pharaoh and the horsemen and his hosts were before the village over against Baal Siphon. And Pharaoh approached and the children of Israel having looked up beheld and the Egyptians encamped behind them and they were greatly afraid or terrified. 
And the children of Israel cried to Yahuwah and said to Moshe, Because there was no graves in the land of Egypt, hast thou brought us forth to slay us in the wilderness? What is this that thou hast done to us, having brought us out of Egypt? Is this not the word which she spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it is better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in this wilderness. And Moshe said to the people, Be of good courage. Stand and see the salvation which is from Yahuwah, which he will work for us this day. For as ye have seen the Egyptians today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Yahuwah shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Why criest thou to me? Speak to the children of Israel, and let them proceed. And do thou lift up thy rod, and stretch forth thy hand over the sea, and divide it, and let the children of Israel enter into the midst of the sea on the dry land. And lo, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh and of all the Egyptians, and they shall go in after them. And I will be glorified upon Pharaoh, and upon all his host, and on, on his chariots and his horses. And all the Egyptians shall know that I am Yahuwah, when I am glorified upon Pharaoh, and upon his chariots and his horses. And the angel of Elohim that went before the camp of the children of Israel removed and went behind, and the pillar of cloud also removed from before them and stood behind them. And it went between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel and stood, and there was darkness and blackness, and the night passed, and they came not near one to another during the whole night. And Moshe stretched forth his hand over the sea, and Yahuwah carried back the sea with a strong south wind all the night and made the sea dry, and the water was divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry land, and the water of it was a wall on the right hand and a wall on the left. And the Egyptians pursued them and went in after them, and every horse of Pharaoh and his chariots and his horsemen into the midst of the sea. And it came to pass in the morning watch that Yahuwah looked forth on the camp of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and troubled the camp of the Egyptians and bound the axle trees of their chariots and caused them to go with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for Yahuwah fights for them against the Egyptians. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Stretch forth thine hand over the sea, and let the water be turned back to its place. And let it cover the Egyptians coming both upon the chariots and the riders. And Moshe stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the water returned to its place toward day. And the Egyptians fled from the water. And Yahuwah shook off the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the water returned and covered the chariots and the riders and all the forces of Pharaoh who entered after them into the sea, and there was not one left of them, even one. But the children of Israel went along dry land in the midst of the sea, and the water was to them a wall on the right hand and a wall to the left. So Yahuwah delivered Israel in that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead by the shore of the sea. And Israel saw the mighty Lord, might, saw the mighty hand, the things which Yahuwah did to the Egyptians. And the people feared Yahuwah, and they believed Elohim and Moshe, his servant. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 15. Then sang Moshe and the children of Israel this song to Elohim, and spoke, saying, Let us sing to Yahuwah, for he is greatly glorified. The horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. He was to me a helper and protector for salvation. This is my Elohim, and I will glorify him. My father's Elohim, and I will exalt him. Yahuwah, bringing wars to naught, Yahuwah is his name. He has cast the chariots of Pharaoh and his host into the sea. 
the chosen mounted captains, they were swallowed up in the Red Sea. He covered them with the sea. They sank to the depths like a stone. Thy right hand, O Elohim, has been glorified in strength. Thy right hand, O Elohim, has broken the enemies. And in the abundance of thy glory, thou hast broken the adversaries to pieces. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, it devoured them as stubble. And by the breath of thine anger, the water parted asunder. The waters were congealed as a wall. The waves were congealed in the midst of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoils. I will satisfy my soul. I will destroy with my sword. My hand shall have dominion. Thou sentest forth thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty water. Who is like you among the Elohim? Lowercase Elohim. O Yahuwah, who is like thee, glorified in holiness, marvelous in glories, doing wonders? Thou stretched forth thy right hand, the earth swallowed up them. Thou hast guided in thy righteousness this thy people whom thou hast redeemed. By thy strength thou hast called them into the holy resting place. The nations heard and were angry. Pangs have seized upon the dwellers of the Philistines. Then the princes of Edom and the chiefs of the Moabites hasted, trembling took hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan melted away. Let trembling and fear fall upon them. By, thy gr by the greatness of thine arm, let them become as stone. Till thy people pass over, O Yahuwah, till this people pass over whom thou hast purchased. Bring them in and plant them in the mountain of their inheritance, and thy prepared habitation, which thou, O Yahuwah, hast prepared, the sanctuary, O Yahuwah, which thine hands have made ready. Yahuwah reigns forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with the chariots and the horsemen into the sea, and Yahuwah brought upon them the water of the sea, but the children of Israel walked through dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aharon, having taken a timbrel in her hand, then there went forth all the women after her with timbrels and dances. And Miriam led them, saying, Let us sing to Yahuwah, for he has been very greatly glorified. The horse and the rider has he cast into the sea. So Moshe brought up the children of Israel from the Red Sea and brought them into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water to drink. And they came to Merah and could not drink of Merah, for it was bitter. Therefore he named the, place, the name of that place Bitterness. And the people murmured against Moshe, saying, What shall we drink? And Moshe cried to Yahuwah, and Yahuwah showed him a tree, and he cast it into the water, and the water was sweetened. There he established to him ordinances and judgments, and there he proved him and said, If thou wilt indeed hear the voice of Yahuwah thy Elohim, and do the things pleasing before him, and will hearken to his commandments, and keep all his ordinances, no disease which I have brought upon the Egyptians will I bring upon thee. For I am Yahuwah Eloheinu that heals you. And they came to Elim, and there were twelve fountains of water and seventy stems of palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. Exodus chapter 16, Septuagint version. And they departed from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. Sinai. And on the fifteenth day, in the second month, after their departure from the land of Egypt, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moshe and Aharon. And the children of Israel said to them, Would we had died, smitten by Yahuwah in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate bread to Sadi? For ye have brought us into the wilderness to slay all this congregation with hunger. 
And Yahweh said to Moshe, Behold, I will rain bread upon you out of heaven, and the people shall go forth, and they shall gather their daily portion for the day, that I may try them whether they will walk in my Torah or not. And it shall come to pass on the sixth day that they shall prepare whatsoever they have brought in, and it shall be double of what they shall have gathered for the day daily. And Moshe and Haron said to all the congregation of Israel, At even ye shall know that Yahuwah has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning ye shall see the glory of Yahuwah, and as much as he hears your murmurings against Elohim. And who are we that you continue to murmur against us? And Moshe said, This shall be when Yahuwah gives you in the evening flesh to eat, and bread in the morning to Sadi. Because Yahuwah has heard your murmurings, which ye murmur against us. And what are we? For your murmuring is not, murmuring is not against us, but against Elohim. And Moshe said to Aharon, Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before Elohim, for he has heard your murmuring. And when Aharon spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, they turned toward the wilderness. Then the glory of Yahuwah appeared in a cloud. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, Towards evening ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be satisfied with bread. And ye shall know that I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. And it was evening, and the quails came up and covered the camp. In the morning it came to pass, as the dew seized round about the camp, that, behold, on the face of the wilderness was a small thing like white coriander seed, as frost upon the earth. And when the children, when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, What is this? For they knew not what it was. And Moshe said to them, This is the bread which Yahuwah has given you to eat. This is that which Yahuwah has appointed. Gather of it each man for his family, a homer for each person, according to the number of your souls. Gather each of you with his fellow lodgers. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered some much and some less. And having measured the homer full, he that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered less had no lack. And each gathered according to the need of those who belonged to him. And Moshe said to them, Let no man leave of it till the morning. <clears throat> But they did not hearken to Moshe, but some left of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moshe was irritated with them, and they gathered it every morning, each man what he needed, and when the sun waxed hot and melted. And it came to pass on the sixth day that they gathered, gathered double what was needed, two homers for one man. And all the chiefs of the synagogue went in and reported to, to Moshe. And Moshe said to them, Is this not the word which Yahweh, Yahweh spoke? Tomorrow is the Shabbat, a holy rest to Yahweh. Bake that, bake that ye will bake, and see that ye will seethe, and all that is left over, and all that is over, leave to be laid up for by the morrow. And they left of it till the morning, as Moshe commanded them, and it stank not; neither was there a worm in it. And Moshe said, Eat that today, for today is a Shabbat to Yahuwah. It shall be not found in the plain. Six days ye shall gather it, and on the seventh day is a Shabbat, for there shall be none on that day. And it came to pass on the seventh day that some of the people went forth together and found none. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, How long are ye unwilling to hearken to my commands and my Torah? See, for that Yahuwah has given you this day as a Shabbat, therefore he has given you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Ye shall set each of you in your houses, let no one go forth from his place on the seventh day. And, they keep, and the people kept Shabbat on the seventh day. And the children of Israel called the name of it, Man, and it was white, and it was as white coriander seed, and the taste of it was as a wafer with honey. 
And Moshe said, This is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Fill an homer with manna, to be laid up for your generations, that they may see the bread which ye ate in the wilderness. When Yahweh led you forth out of the land of Egypt, and Moshe said to Aaron, Take a golden pot, and cast it one full homer of manna, and thou shalt lay it up before Elohim, to be kept for your generations, as Yahweh commanded Moshe. And Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel ate manna forty years until they came to the land, they ate the manna, and until they came to the region of Phoenicia. Now the homer was the tenth part of three measures. Exodus chapter 16, Septuagint version. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the wilderness of sin, according to their encampments, by the word of Yahuwah, and they encamped in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. And the people reviled Moshe, saying, Give us water that we may drink. And Moshe said to them, Why do you revile me? And why tempt you, Yahuwah? The people thirsted there for water. And there the people murmured against Moshe, saying, Why is this? Hast thou brought us up out of Egypt to slay us and our children and our cattle with us with thirst? And Moshe cried to Yahuwah, saying, What shall I do to this people? Yet a little while, and they will stone me. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Go before this people, and take to thyself of the elders of the people, and the rod with which thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and thou shalt go. Behold, I stand there before thou come, on the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and water shall come out of it, out from it, and the people shall drink. And Moshe did so before the sons of Israel. And he called the name of that place Temptation and Reviling, because of the reviling of the children of Israel, and because they tempted Yahuwah, saying, Is Yahuwah among us or not? And Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moshe said to, jo- to Joshua, Yahusha, Choose out for thyself mighty men, and go forth and set the army in array against Amalek tomorrow. And behold, I shall stand on the top of the hill, and the rod of Elohim will be in my hand. And Yahusha did as Moshe said to him, and he went out and set the army in array against Amalek. And Moshe and Haron and Or went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass, when Moshe lifted up his hands, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. But the hands of Moshe were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat upon it. And Haron and Or supported his hands, one on this side and the other on that. And the hands of Moshe were supported till the sun going, the, till the going down of the sun. And Yahusha routed Amalek and all his people with the slaughter of the sword. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Write this for a memorial in a book, and speak this in the ears of Yahusha, for I will utterly blot out the memorial of Amalek from under heaven. And Moshe built an altar to Yahuwah, and called the name of it Yahuwah, my refuge. For with a secret hand, Yahuwah wages war upon Amalek to all generations. Chapter 18 And Jethro, the priest of Midian, the father-in-law of Moshe, heard all that Yahuwah did to his people Israel. For Yahuwah brought Israel out of Egypt. And Jethro, the father-in-law of Moshe, took Sephora, the wife of Moshe, after she had been sent away, and her two sons. The name of the one is Gershom, and his father saying, his father saying, I was a sojourner in a strange land. And the name of the second Eliezer, saying, For Elohim of my father is my helper, and he has rescued me out of the hand of Pharaoh. And Jethro, the father-in-law of Moshe, and his sons and his wife, went forth to Moshe in the wilderness, where he encamped on the mount of Elohim. And it was told Moshe, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law Jethro is coming to thee. 
and thy wife and, his, and two sons with him. And Moshe went forth to meet his father-in-law and did reverence to him and kissed him. And they embraced each other and he brought them into the tent. And Moshe related to his father-in-law all things that Yahweh did to Pharaoh and all the Egyptians for Israel's sake. And all the labor that had befallen them in the way and that Yahweh had rescued them out of the hand of Pharaoh and out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro was amazed at all the good things which Yahweh did to them, for as much as he rescued them out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh. <clears throat> and Jethro said, Blessed be Yahweh, because he has rescued them out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh. Now I know that Yahweh is great above all Elohim, because of this wherein they attacked them. And Jethro, the father-in-law of Moshe, took whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for Elohim. For Aharon and all the elders of Israel came to eat bread with the father-in-law of Moshe before Elohim. And it came to pass after the morrow that Moshe sat to judge the people. And all the people stood by Moshe from morning till evening. And Jethro, having seen all that Moshe did to the people, says, What is this that thou doest to the people? Wherefore sittest thou alone? And all, and all the people stand by thee from morning till evening. And Moshe says to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to seek judgment from Elohim. For whenever there is a dispute among men, among them, and they come to me, I give judgment upon each. And I teach them the ordinances of Elohim and his Torah. And the father-in-law of Moshe said to him, Thou dost not this thing rightly. Thou wilt wear away with intolerable weariness, both thou and all this people which is with thee. This thing is hard. Thou wilt not be able to endure it thyself alone. Now then hearken to me. And I will advise thee, and Elohim shall be with thee. Be thou to the people in the things pertaining to Elohim, and thou shalt bring their matters to Elohim. And thou shalt testify to them the ordinances of Elohim and his Torah. And thou shalt show them the ways in which they shall walk, and the works which they shall do. And do thou look out for thyself out of all the people, able men, fearing Elohim, righteous men, hating pride, and thou shalt set over the people captains of thousands and captains of hundreds and captains of fifties and captains of tens. And they shall judge the people at all times, and the too burdensome matter they shall bring to you. But they shall judge the smaller cases. So shall they relieve thee and help thee. If thou wilt do this thing, Elohim shall strengthen thee, and thou shalt be able to attend and all this people shall come with peace into their own place. And Moshe hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law and did whatsoever he said to him. And Moshe chose out able men out of all Israel, and he made them captains of thousands and captains of hundreds and captains of fifties and captains over tens of the people. And they judged people at all times. And every two burdensome matter they brought to Moshe, but every light matter they judged for themselves. And Moshe dismissed his father-in-law, and he returned to his own land. All right. Exodus chapter 19. And in, the third, and in the third month of the departure of the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, on the same day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. And they departed from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai. And there Israel encamped before the mountain. And Moshe went up to the mount of Elohim. And Elohim called him out of the mountain, saying, These things shalt thou say to the house of Yaakov, and thou shalt report them to the children of Israel. Ye have seen all that I have done to the Egyptians, and I took you up as upon eagles' wings, and I brought you near to myself. And now, if you will indeed hear my voice and keep my covenant, ye shall be to me a peculiar people above all nations, for the whole earth is mine. 
And ye shall be to me a royal priesthood and a holy nation. These words shalt thou speak to the children of Israel. And Moshe came and called the elders of the people, and he set before them all these words which Elohim appointed to them. And all the people answered with one accord and said, All the things that Elohim has spoken we will do and hearken to. And Moshe reported these words to Elohim. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Lo, I come to thee in a pillar of a cloud, that the people may hear me speaking to thee, and may believe thee forever. And Moshe reported the words of the people to, to Yahuwah. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Go down, and solemnly charge the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and let them be ready against the third day. For on the third day Yahuwah will descend upon the Mount Sinai before all the people. <clears throat> And thou shalt separate the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that ye you go not up into the mountain, nor touch any part of it. Everyone that touches the mountain shall surely die. A hand shall not touch it, for everyone that touches shall be stoned with stones or shot through with a dart. Whether beast or whether of man, it shall not live. When the voices and trumpets, shofars, and cloud depart from off the mountain, they shall come up on the mountain." And Moshe went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified them, and they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Be ready, for three days come not near to a woman. And it came to pass on the third day, as the morning drew nigh, there were voices and lightnings and a dark cloud on the Mount Sinai. The voice of the trumpet, the shofar, sounded loud, and all the people in the camp trembled. And Moshe led the people forth out of the camp to meet Elohim, and they stood under, they stood by under the mountain. And the Mount of Sinai was altogether on a smoke because Elohim had descended upon it in fire. And they and the smoke went up as the smoke of a furnace, and the people were exceedingly amazed, and the sounds of the trumpet were waxing very much louder. Moshe spoke, and Elohim answered him with a voice, and Yahuwah came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain, and Yahuwah called Moshe to the top of the mountain, and Moshe went up. And Elohim spoke to Moshe, saying, Go down, and solemnly charge the people, lest at any time they draw nigh to Elohim to gaze, and a multitude of them fall. And let the priests that draw nigh to Yahuwah Elohim sanctify themselves, lest he destroy some of them. And Moshe said to Elohim, The people will not be able to approach the Mount of Sinai, for thou hast solemnly charged us, saying, Set bounds to the mountain and sanctify it. And Yahuwah said to him, Go, descend and come up, thou and Aaron, Aharon, with thee. But let not the priests and the people forced their way to come up to Elohim, lest Yahuwah destroy some of them. And Moshe went down to the people and spoke to them. All right, chapter 20. We're going to finish this chapter. We're going to take a quick uh, two or three minute restroom break and we'll uh, resume the second half. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 20, Septuagint version. And Yahuwah spoke all these words saying, I am Yahuwah, thy Elohim, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, Thou shalt have no other gods besides me. Thou shalt not make to thyself an idol, nor a likeness of anything. Whatever things are in the heaven above, and whatever in the earth beneath, and whatever are in the waters under the earth, thou shalt not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I am Yahuwah, thy Elohim, a jealous Elohim, recompensing the sins of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation to them that hate me, and bestowing mercy on them that love me to thousands of them, and on them that keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of Yahuwah thy Elohim in vain, for, El for Yahuwah thy Elohim will not acquit him that takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and shalt perform all thy work, 
But on the seventh day is the Sabbath, the Shabbat of Yahuwah, the Elohim. On it thou shalt not do, do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, thy servant, nor thy maidservant, thine ox, nor thine ass, nor the cattle of thine, nor the stranger that sojourns with thee. For in six days Yahuwah made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all things in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, Yahuwah blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with you, and that thou mayest live long on the good land which Yahuwah thy Elohim gives you. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, nor his field, nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor any of his cattle, nor whatever belongs to thy neighbor. And all the people perceived the thunderings and the flashes and the voice of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, and all the people feared and stood afar off and said to Moshe, Speak thou to us, and let not Elohim speak to us, lest we die. And Moshe said to them, Be of good courage, for Elohim is come to you to try you, that his fear may be among you, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moshe went into the darkness where Elohim was. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Yaakov, and thou shalt report it to the children of Israel. Ye have seen that I have spoken to you from heaven. Ye shall not make to yourselves gods of silver and gods of gold. And ye shall not make to yourselves. Ye shall make to me an altar of earth, and upon it ye shall sacrifice your whole burnt offerings and your peace offerings and your sheep and your calves in every place where I shall record my name. And I will come to you and bless you and if thou wilt make to me an altar of stones, thou shalt not build them hewn stones. For thou hast lifted up thy tool upon them, and they are defiled. Thou shalt not go up to my altar by steps, that thou mayest not uncover thy nakedness upon it. All right, brothers and sisters, we are going to take a quick break and uh, maybe like two or three minutes. I'll be right back and we'll finish up the second half. Be right back.
Okay, we are back, and we're going to resume with Exodus chapter 21. And again, we are reading from the Septuagint version. Um, actually, I'll put a link in the chat in case you guys want to look at it yourselves. Okay. All right, uh, second half of Exodus. We got the first half done. And we're gonna we're gonna read the second half together. Again, may may Yahweh open our eyes and ears to see the wondrous matters out of His Torah. Exodus chapter twenty-one, Septuagint version, and and these are the ordinances which thou shalt set before them. <clears throat> if thou buy a Hebrew servant, six years shall he serve you, and in the seventh year he sh- he shall go forth free of for nothing. If he should have come in alone, he he shall also go forth alone. And if his wife shall have gone in together with him, his wife also shall go out. Moreover, if his master give him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and the children shall be his masters, and he shall go forth alone. <clears throat> and if the servant should answer and say, I love my master and my wife and my children, I will not go away free. His master shall bring him to the judgment seat of Elohim, and then shall he bring him to the door, to the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. And if anyone sell his daughter as a domestic, she shall not depart as the maid servants depart. If she be not pleasing to her master, after she has betrothed herself to him, he shall let her go free. But he is not at liberty to sell her to a foreign nation, because he has trifled with her. And if he should have betrothed her to his son, he shall do to her according to the right of daughters." And if he take another to himself, he shall not deprive her of necessaries and her apparel and her companionship with him. And if he will not do these three things to her, she shall go out free without money. And if any man smite another and he die, let him be certainly put to death. But as for him that did did it not willingly, but Elohim delivered him into his hands, I will give thee a place whither the slayer may may flee. And if any one lie in wait for his neighbor to slay him by craft, and he go forth for refuge, thou shalt take him from my altar to put him to death. Whoever smites his father or his mother, let him be certainly be put to death. He that reviles his father or his mother shall surely die. Whosoever shall steal one of the children of Israel and prevail over him and sell him, and he be found with him, let him certainly die. And if two men revile each other and smite the one smite the one the other with a stone or his fist, and he die not, but be laid upon his bed. If the man arise and walk abroad on his staff, he that smote him shall be clear, only he shall pay for his loss of time and for his healing. If a man smite his manservant or his maidservant with a rod, and the party die under his hands, he shall be surely punished. But if the servant continue to live a day or two, let not the master be punished, for he is his money." And if two men strive and smite a woman with child, and her child be born imperfectly formed, he shall be forced to pay a penalty, as the woman's husband may lay upon him. He shall pay with a valuation. But if they be perfectly formed, he shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And if one smite the eye of his manservant or the eye of his maidservant and put it out, he shall let them go free for their eye's sake. And if he should smite out the tooth of his manservant or the tooth of his maidservant, he shall send them away free for their tooth's sake. And if a bull gore a man or a woman and they die, 
The bull shall be stoned with stones, and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the bull shall be clear. But if the bull should have been given to goring in former times, and men should have told his owner, and he have not removed him, but he should have slain a man or a woman, the bull shall be stoned, and his owner shall also shall die also. And if a ransom should be imposed on him, he shall pay for the ransom of his soul, as much as they shall lay upon him. And if the bull gore a son or a daughter, let them do to him according to this ordinance. And if the bull gore a manservant or a maidservant, he shall pay to their master thirty silver shekels. And the bull shall be stoned. And if any one open a pit or dig a cavity in stone and cover it not, and an ox or an ass fall in there, the owner of the pit shall make compensation. He shall give money to their owner, and the dead shall be his own. And if any man's bull gore the bull of his neighbor and it die, they shall sell the living bull and divide the money, and they shall divide the dead bull. But if the bull... But if the bull be known to have been given to goring in the past, in time past, and they have testified to his owner, and he have not removed him, he shall pay, repay bull for bull, but the dead shall be his own. And if one steal an ox or a sheep, and kill it or sell it, he shall pay five calves for a calf, and four sheep for a sheep. Exodus 22. <clears throat> And if, it, and if the thief be found in the breach made by himself and be smitten and die, there shall not be blood shed for him. But if the sun be risen upon him, he is guilty. He shall, die, he shall die instead. And if a thief have nothing, let him be sold in compensation for what he has stolen. And if the thing stolen be left and be in his hand alive, whether ox or sheep, he shall restore them twofold. And if any one should feed a feed down a field or a vineyard, and should send his beast to feed down another field, he shall make compensation of his own field according to his produce. And if he shall have fed down the whole field, he shall pay for the compensation the best of his own field for the best of it, or, and the best of his vineyard. And if fire have gone forth and caught thorns, and should also set on fire threshing floors or ears of corn or field, he that, he that kindled the fire shall make compensation. And if any one give to his neighbor money or goods to keep, and they be stolen out of the man's house, if the thief be found, he shall repay double. But if the thief be not found, the master of the house shall come forward before Elohim, and shall swear that surely he has not wrought wickedly in regard to any part of his neighbor's deposit, according to every injury alleged, both concerning a calf and an ass and a sheep and a garment and an alleged law and, and every alleged loss, whatsoever in fact it may be. The judgment of both shall proceed before Elohim. And he that is convicted by Elohim shall repay to his neighbor double. And if any one give to his neighbor to keep a calf or a sheep or any beast, and it be wounded or die or be taken and no one know, an oath of Elohim shall be between both, each swearing that he has surely not at all been guilty in the matter of his neighbor's deposit. And so his master shall hold him guiltless, and he shall not make him compensation. And if it be stolen from him, he shall make compensation to the owner. And if it be seized of beasts, he shall bring him to witness the prey, and he shall not make compensation. And if anyone borrow aught of his neighbor, and it be wounded or die or be carried away, and the owner of it be not with it, he shall make compensation. But if the owner be with it, he shall not, not, not make compensation. But if it be a hired thing, there shall be a compensation to him instead of his hire. And if any one deceive a virgin that is not betrothed, and lie with her, he shall surely endow her for a wife to himself. And if her father positively refuse and will not consent to give her to him for a wife, he shall pay compensation to her father according to the amount of dowry of virgins. Ye shall not, 
ye shall not save the lives of sorcerers. Everyone that lies with a beast, ye shall surely be surely be put to death. He that sacrifices to any Elohim but Yahuwah alone shall be destroyed by death. And ye shall not hurt a stranger, nor afflict him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Ye shall hurt no widow or no, ye shall hurt no widow or orphan. And if ye should afflict them by ill treatment, and they should cry aloud to me, I will surely hear their voice. And I will be very angry, and will slay you with a sword. And your wives shall be widows, and your children's orphans. And if thou shouldst lend money to thy poor brother who is by thee, and thou shalt not be hard upon him, thou shalt not exact usury of him. And if thou take thy neighbor's garments for a pledge, thou, sh- thou shalt restore it to him before sunset. For this is his clothing. This is the only covering of his nakedness. Wherein shall he sleep? If then he shall cry to me, I will hearken to him, for I am merciful. Thou shalt not revile the Elohim, nor speak ill of the ruler of thy people. Thou shalt not keep back the first fruits of thy threshing floor and press. The firstborn of thy sons thou shalt give to me. So shalt thou do with thy calf and thy sheep and thine ass. Seven days it shall be under the mother, and the eighth day thou shalt give it to me. And ye shall be holy men to me, and ye shall not eat flesh taken of beasts. Ye shall cast it to the dog. Exodus 23, Septuagint version. Thou shalt not receive a vain report. Thou shalt not agree with the unjust man to become an unjust witness. Thou shalt not associate with the multitude for evil. Thou shalt not join thyself with a multitude to turn aside with the majority so as to shut out judgment. And thou shalt not spare a poor man in judgment. And if thou meet thine enemy's ox or his ass going astray, thou shalt turn them back and restore them to him. And if thou see thine enemy's ass fallen under its burden, thou shalt not pass by it, but thou shalt help to raise it with him. Thou shalt not rest the sentence of the poor in his judgment. Thou shalt abstain from every unjust thing. Thou shalt not slay the innocent and just. Thou shalt not justify the wicked for gifts. And thou shalt not receive gifts, for gifts blind the eyes of the seeing and corrupt just words. And ye shall not afflict a stranger, for ye know the heart of a stranger, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Six years shalt thou sow thy land, and gather in the fruits of it. But in the seventh year thou shalt let it rest, and leave it, and the poor of thy nation shall feed. And the wild beasts of the field shall eat that which remains. Thus shalt thou do to thy vineyard and to thine oliveyard. Six days shalt thou do thy works, and on the seventh day there shall be a rest, that thine ox and thine ass may rest, and that the son of thy maidservant and the stranger may be refreshed. Observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and ye shall make no mention of the name of the other Elohim, neither shall they be heard out of your mouth. Keep ye a feast to me three times a year. Take heed to keep the feast of unleavened bread. Seven days ye shall eat unleavened bread, as I charge thee at the season of the month of the new corn. For in thou camest out of Egypt, thou shalt not appear before me empty. And thou shalt keep the feast of the harvest of firstfruits of thy labors, whatsoever thou shalt have sown in thy field, and the feast of completion at the end of the year, in thy gathering of thy, in of thy fruits out of the field. Three times in the year shall all thy males appear before Yahweh thy Elohim, for when I shall have cast out the nations from before thee, and shall have widened thy borders, thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither must the fat of my feast abide till the morning. Thou shalt bring the first offerings of the firstfruits of thy land into the house of Yahweh thy Elohim. Thou shalt not seethe a lamb in its mother's milk. And behold, I send my angel before thy face, that he may keep thee in the way, that he may bring thee into the land which I have prepared for you. 
Take heed to yourself and hearken to him and disobey him not, for he will not give way to thee, for my name is on him. If you will indeed hear my voice, and if thou wilt do all the things I shall charge thee with, and keep my covenant, ye shall be to me a peculiar people above all nations, for the whole earth is mine, and ye shall be to me a royal priesthood and a holy nation. These words shall ye speak to the children of Israel. If ye shall indeed hear my voice, and do all the things I shall tell thee, I will be an enemy to thine enemies, and an adversary to thine adversaries. For my angel shall go as thy leader, and shall bring thee to the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Canaanite, and the Gergesite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. I, and I will destroy them. Thou shalt not worship their gods, nor serve them. Thou shalt not do according to their works, but thou shalt utterly destroy them, and break to pieces their pillars. And thou shalt serve Yahweh thy Elohim. And I will bless thy bread, and thy wine, and thy water. And I will turn away sickness from you. There shall not be on thy land one that is impotent or barren. I will surely fulfill the number of thy days, and I will send terror before you, and I will strike with amazement all the nations to which thou shalt come, and I will make all thine enemies to flee, and I will send hornets before you, and thou shalt cast out the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Canaanites, and the Hittites from you. I will not cast them out in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against you. By little and little I will cast them out from before you, until thou shalt be increased and inherit the earth." And I will set thy borders from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, and from their wilderness to the great river Euphrates. And I will give into you your hand those that dwell in the land, and will cast them out from you. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, and their Elohim. They shall not dwell in thy land, lest they cause thee to sin against me. For if thou should serve their Elohim, these will be an offense to you. <clears throat> Exodus 24, Septuagint Version. And, and to Moshe he said, Go up to Yahuwah, you and Aharon and Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and they shall worship Yahuwah from a distance. And Moshe alone shall draw nigh to Elohim, and they shall not draw nigh. And the people shall not come up with him. And Moshe went in and related to the people all the words of Elohim and the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice, saying, All the words which Yahuwah has spoken we will do and be obedient. And Moshe wrote all the words of Yahuwah. And Moshe rose up early in the morning and built an altar under the mountain and set up 12 stones for the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent forth the young men of the children of Israel and they offered whole burnt offerings and they sacrificed young calves as a peace offering to Elohim. And Moshe took half the blood and poured it into bowls and half the blood he poured out upon the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read it in the ears of the people. And they said, all things whatsoever Yahweh has spoken, we will do and hearken therein. And Moshe took the blood and sprinkled it upon the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant, which Yahweh has made with you concerning all these words. <clears throat> and Moshe went up, and Aharon, and Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders, elders of Israel. And they saw the place where Elohim of Israel stood, where the Elohim of Israel stood. And under his feet was, as it were, a work of sapphire slabs. And as it were, the appearance of the firmament of heaven in its purity. And of the chosen ones of Israel, there was not even one missing. And they appeared in the place of Elohim, and did eat and drink. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Come up to me in the mountain, and be there, and I will give thee tablets of stone, and the Torah, and the commandments, which I have written to give them Torah. And Moshe rose up, 
and Yahusha his attendant, and they went up into the mount of Elohim. And to the elders they said, Rest there till we return to you. And behold, Aharon and Or are with you. If any man have cause to be tired, let them go, let them go to them. And Moshe and Yahusha went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. And the glory of Elohim came down upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And Yahweh called Moshe on the seventh day out of the midst of the cloud. And the appearance of the glory of Yahuwah was burning, was as a burning fire on the top of the mountain before the children of Israel. And Moshe went into the midst of the cloud and went up to the mountain and there and was there in the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Chapter 25. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe saying, Speak to the children of Israel and take first fruits of all who may be disposed in their heart to give. And ye shall take my first fruits, and this is the offering which ye shall take of them gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and double scarlet and fine spun linen and goat's hair and ram skins dyed red and blue skins and incorruptible wood and oil for the light, incense for anointing oil and for the comp- composition of incense and sardius stones and stones for the carved work of the breastplate and the full length robe. And thou shalt make me a sanctuary, and I will appear among you. And thou shalt make for me according to all the things which I show thee in the mountain, even the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all its furniture, so shalt thou make it. And thou shalt make <clears throat> and thou shalt make the ark of the testimony of incorruptible wood, and the length of two cubits and a half, and the breadth of a cubit and a half, and the height of a cubit and a half, and thou shalt gild it with pure gold. And thou shalt gild it within and without, and thou shalt make it for it golden wreaths twisted round about. And thou shalt cast it four golden rings, and shalt put them on the four sides, two rings on the one side and two rings on the other side. And thou shalt make staves of incorruptible wood, and shalt gild them with gold. And thou shalt put the staves into the rings on the sides of the ark, to bear the ark with them. The staves shall remain fixed in the rings of the ark. And thou shalt put into the ark the testimonies which I shall give thee. And thou shalt make a propitiatory, a lid of pure gold, the length of two cubits and a half, and the breadth of a cubit and a half. And thou shalt make two cherubs graven in gold, and thou shalt put them on both sides of the propitiatory. They shall be made, one cherub on this side and another cherub on the other side of the propitiatory. Sorry, it's not a word I use very often propitiatory and thou shalt make the two cherubs on the two sides the cherubs shall stretch forth their wings above overshadowing the propitiatory with their wings and their faces shall be toward each other and the faces of the cherubs shall be toward the propitiatory and thou shalt set the propitiatory on the ark above and thou shalt put it into the ark of the testimonies which i shall give thee and i will make myself known to thee from thence and i will speak to thee above the propitiatory between the two cherubs which are upon the ark of testimony even in all things which i shall charge thee concerning the children of israel and thou shalt make a golden table of pure gold in length two cubits and in breadth a cubit and in height a cubit and a half and thou shalt make for it golden wreaths twisted round about and thou shalt make for it a crown of a hand breadth round about and thou shalt make a twisted wreath for the crown round about. And thou shalt make four golden rings, and thou shalt put the four rings upon the four parts of its feet under the crown. And the rings shall be for bearings for the stays, that they may bear the table with them. 
And thou shalt make the staves of incorruptible wood, and thou shalt gild them with pure gold, and the table shall be borne with them. And thou shalt make its dishes, and its censers, and its bowls, and its cups, with which thou shalt offer drink offerings. Of pure gold shalt thou make them. And thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me continually. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Thou shalt make the candlestick of graven work. Its stem and its branches and its bowls and its knops and its lilies shall be of one piece. And six branches proceeding sideways, three branches of the candlestick from the one side of it, and three branches of the candlestick from the other side. And three bowls fashioned like almonds, on each branch a knop and a lily, to the six branches proceeding from the candlestick. And in the candlestick four bowls fashioned like almonds, and in each branch knops and flowers of the same, a knop under two branches out of it, and a knop under the four branches out of it. So to the six branches proceeding from the candlestick, and in the candlestick four bowls fashioned like almonds. Let the knops and the branches be of one piece, altogether graven of one piece, of pure gold. And thou shalt make its seven lamps, and thou shalt set it on the lamps, and they shall shine from one from one front. And thou shalt make its funnel and its snuff dishes of pure gold. All these articles shall be a talent of pure gold. See thou shalt make them according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. <clears throat> chapter 26 and thou shalt make the tabernacle ten curtains of fine linen spun and blue and purple and scarlet spun with cherubs thou shalt make them with work of a weaver the length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits and one curtain shall be the breadth of four cubits there shall be the same measure to all the curtains and the five curtains shall be joined one to another and the other five curtains shall be close, closely connected the one with the other and thou shalt make for them loops of blue on the edge of one curtain, on one side for the coupling, and so shalt thou make on the edge of the outer curtain for the second coupling. Fifty loops shalt thou make for one curtain, and fifty loops shalt thou make on the other, on the part of the curtain answering to the coupling of the second, opposite each other, corresponding to each other at each point. And thou shalt make fifty golden rings, and thou shalt join the curtains to each other with the rings, and it shall be one tabernacle. And thou shalt make for a covering of the tabernacle skins with the hair on, and thou shalt make them eleven skins, the length of one skin thirty cubits, and the breadth of one skin four cubits. There shall be the same measure to the eleven skins, and thou shalt join the five skins together, and the six skins together, and thou shalt double the six, sixth skin in front of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make fifty loops on the border of one skin, which is in the midst of the joinings. And thou shalt make fifty loops on the edge of the second skin that joins it. And thou shalt make fifty brazen rings, and thou shalt join the rings by the loops. And thou shalt join the skins, and they shall be one. And thou shalt fix at the end that which is over in the skins of the tabernacle. The half of the skin that is left shalt thou fold over, according to the overplus of the skins of the tabernacle. Thou shalt fold it over behind the tabernacle, a cubit on this side and a cubit on that side of that which remains of the skins, of the length of the skins of that tabernacle. It shall be folding over the sides of the tabernacle on this side and on that side that it may cover it. And thou shalt make for a covering of the tabernacle ram skins dyed red and blue skins as coverings above. And thou shalt make the posts of the tabernacle of incorruptible wood. Ten cubits shalt thou make one post, and the breadth of one post of a cubit and a half. Two joints shalt thou make in one post, answering the one to the other. So shalt thou do in all the posts of the tabernacle. 
Now shall make posts to the tabernacle, twenty posts on the north side, and thou shalt make twenty posts forty silver yeah. and thou shalt make to the twenty posts forty silver sockets, two sockets to the one post on both its sides, and two sockets to the other post on both its sides. And for the next side, toward the south side, twenty posts, and there are forty silver sockets. Two sockets to the one post on both its sides, and two sockets to the other post on both its sides. And on the back of the tabernacle, at the part which is toward the west, thou shalt make six posts. And thou shalt make two posts on the corner of the tabernacle behind, and it shall be equal below. They shall be equal, equal toward the same part from the heads to one joining. So thou shalt make to both the two corners, let them be equal. And there shall be eight posts. And there are sixteen silver sockets, two sockets to the one, one post on both its sides, and two sockets to the other post. And thou shalt make bars of incorruptible wood, five to one post on the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars to one post on the second side of the tabernacle, and five bars to the hinder posts on the side of the tabernacle toward the sea. And let the bar in the middle between the posts go through from the one side to the other, and thou shalt gild the post with gold, and thou shalt make golden rings into which thou shalt introduce the bars. Thou shalt gild the bars with gold, and thou shalt set up the tabernacle according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. And thou shalt make a veil of blue, and purple, and scarlet, and woven, and fine linen. Thou shalt make it cherubs in woven work. And thou shalt set it upon the four posts of incorruptible wood, overlaid with gold. And their tops shall be gold, and their four sockets shall be of silver. And thou shalt put the veil on the posts, and thou shalt carry in thither within the veil the ark of the testimony. And the veil shall make a separation for you between the holy and the holy of holies. And thou shalt screen with the veil the ark of the testimony in the holy of holies. And thou shalt set the table outside the veil, and the candlestick opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle. And thou shalt put the table on the north side of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make a screen for the door of the tabernacle of blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine linen spun, the work of the embroiderer. And thou shalt make for the veil five posts. And thou shalt gild them with gold, and their chapiters shall be gold. And thou shalt cast for them five brazen sockets. Exodus 27, Septuagint version. And thou shalt make an altar of incorruptible wood, of five cubits in the length, and five cubits in the breadth. The altar shall be square, and the height of it shall be of three cubits. And thou shalt make the horns on the four corners, the horns shall be of the same piece. And thou shalt overlay them with brass. And thou shalt make a rim for the altar, and its covering, and its cups, and its flesh hooks, and its fire pan, and all its vessels shalt thou make of brass. And thou shalt make for it a brazen grate with network. And thou shalt make for the grate four brazen rings under the four sides. And thou shalt put them below under the grate of the altar. And the grate shall extend to the middle of the altar. And thou shalt make for the altar staves of incorruptible wood. And thou shalt overlay them with brass. And thou shalt put the staves into the rings. And let the staves be on the sides of the altar to carry it. Thou shalt make it hollow with boards. According to what was showed thee in the mount, so shalt thou make it. And thou shalt make a court for the tabernacle, curtains of the court of fine linen spun on the south side, and length of a hundred cubits for one side, and their pillars twenty, and twenty brazen sockets for them, and their rings and their clasps of silver. Thus shall there be to the side toward the north curtains of a hundred cubits in length. 
and their pillars twenty, and their sockets twenty of brass, and their rings and the clasp of the pillars, and their sockets overlaid with silver. And in the breadth of the tabernacle toward the west curtains of fifty cubits, their pillars ten, and their sockets ten. And in the breadth of the tabernacle toward the south curtains of fifty cubits, their pillars ten, and their sockets ten, and the height of the curtains shall be fifteen cubits for the one side of the gate. Their pillars three, and their sockets three. And for the second side of the height of the curtain shall be fifteen cubits, their pillars three, and their sockets three. And a veil for the door of the court, the height of it twenty cubits of blue linen, and of purple, and spun scarlet, and of fine linen spun with the arts of the embroiderer, their pillars four, their sockets four. All the pillars of the court round about overlaid with silver, and their chapiters silver and their brass sockets. And the length of the court shall be a hundred cubits on each side, and the breadth fifty cubits fifty on each side, and the height five cubits of fine linen spun, and their sockets of brass. And all the furniture, and all the instruments, and the pins of the court shall be of brass. And do thou charge the children of Israel, and let them take for thee refined pure olive oil beaten to burn for the light, that the lamp may burn continually. And the tabernacle... Tab- and the tabernacle of the testimony, without the veil that is before the Ark of the Covenant, shall Aaron and his sons burn it from evening until morning before Yahuwah. It is a perpetual ordinance throughout your generations of the children of Israel. <clears throat> Chapter 28. And do thou take to thyself both Aharon thy brother and his sons, even them of the children of Israel, so that Aharon and Nadab and Abihu and Eleazar and Ithamar sons of Aharon, may minister to me. And thou shalt make holy apparel for Aharon thy brother, for honor and glory. And speak thou to all those who are wise and understanding, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom and perception, and they shall make the holy apparel for Aharon for the sanctuary, in which apparel he shall minister to me as priest. And these are the garments which they shall make, the breastplate, the shoulder piece, the full-length robe, and the tunic with a fringe, and the tire, and the girdle, and they shall make holy garments for Haron and his sons to minister to me as priests. And they shall take the gold and the blue and the purple and the scarlet and the fine linen. And they shall make the shoulder piece of fine linen spun, the woven work of the embroiderer. It shall have two shoulder pieces joined together, fastened on the two sides. And the woven work of the shoulder pieces which is upon it shall be of one piece according to the work of pure gold and blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine twined linen. And thou shalt take the two stones, the stones of emerald, and thou shalt grave on them the names of the children of Israel, six names on the first stone, and the other six names on the second stone, according to their births. It shall be the work of the stone engraver's art, as the graving of a seal, thou shalt engrave the two stones with the names of the children of Israel. And thou shalt put the two stones on the shoulders of the shoulder piece. They are memorial stones for the children of Israel. Naharon shall bear the names of the children of Israel before Yahuwah on his two shoulders, a memorial for them. And thou shalt make circlets of pure gold. And they shall make two fringes of pure gold, variegated with flowers, wreathen work. And thou shalt put the wreathen fringes on the circles, fastening them on their shoulder pieces in front. And thou shalt make the oracle of judgment, the work of the embroiderer, in keeping with the ephod, thou shalt make it of gold and blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine linen spun. Thou shalt make it square. It shall be double, of a span the length of it and of a span the breadth. And thou shalt interweave with a texture of four rows of stone. And there shall be a row of stones, a sardius, a topaz, an emerald, the first row. 
The second row, a carbuncle, a sapphire, and a jasper. The third row, a ligure, an agate, an amethyst. The fourth row, a chrysolite, and a barrel, and an onyx stone set round with gold. Which, by the way, this is a little different than the Masoretic. The, the uh, order is a little bit different. Um, from what I can recognize, <clears throat> the carbuncle was on the first row, number three, and the emerald was the first one. It was the first one on the second row. So at least these two are switched. So I'm not sure why. Both bound together with gold, let them be according to their row, <clears throat> and let the stones of the names of the children of Israel be twelve according to their names, engravings as of seals. Let them be for the twelve tribes, each according to the name. And thou shalt make an or and thou shalt make on the oracle woven fringes, a chain work of pure gold. And Aharon shall take the names of the children of Israel on the oracle of judgment on his breast, a memorial before Elohim for him as he goes into the sanctuary. And thou shalt put the fringes on the oracle of judgment. Thou shalt put the wreaths on both sides of the oracle, and thou shalt put the two circlets on both the shoulders of the ephod in front. And thou shalt put the manifestation and the truth on the oracle of judgment. And it shall be on the breast of Aharon, when he goes into the holy place before Yahuwah. And Aharon shall bear the judgments of the children of Israel on his breast before Yahuwah continually. And thou shalt make the full-length tunic of all blue, olive blue, and the opening of it shall be in the middle, having a fringe round about the opening. The work of the weaver woven together in the joining in the joining of the same piece, that it might not be rent. And under under the fringe of the robe below, thou shalt make it as it were pomegranates of a flowering pomegranate tree, of blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine linen spun, under the fringe of the robe round about. Golden pomegranates of the same shape, and bells round about between these. A bell by the side of a, of a golden pomegranate, and flower work on the fringe of the robe round about. And the sound of Aharon shall be audible when he ministers, as he goes into the sanctuary before Yahuwah. And he... And he, I'm sorry. And as he goes into the sanctuary before Yahuwah, and as he goes out, that he die not. And thou shalt make a plate of pure gold, and thou shalt grave on it as the graving of a signet, holiness to Yahuwah. And thou shalt put it on the spun blue cloth, and it shall be on the mitre. It shall be in the front of the mitre, and it shall be on the forehead of Aharon. And Aharon shall bear away the sins of their holy things, all that the children of Israel shall sanctify of every gift on their holy things. And it shall be on the forehead of Aharon continually acceptable for them before Yahuwah. And the fringes of the garment shall be of fine linen, and thou shalt make a tire of fine linen, and thou shalt make a girdle, the work of the embroiderer. And for the sons of Aharon thou shalt make tunics and girdles, and thou shalt make for them tires for honor and glory. And thou shalt put them on Aharon thy brother, and his sons with him, and thou shalt anoint them and fill their hands, and thou shalt sanctify them, that they minister to me in the priest's office." And thou shalt make for them linen drawers to cover the nakedness of their flesh. They shall reach from the loins to the, to the thighs. And Aharon shall have them and his sons whenever they enter into the tabernacle of witness, when they shall advance to the altar of the sanctuary to minister. So they shall not bring sin upon themselves, lest they die. It is a, it is a perpetual statute for him and for his seed after him. All right, chapter 29, Exodus 29, Septuagint version. And these are the things which thou shalt do to them. Thou shalt sanctify them, so that they shall serve me in the priesthood. 
and thou shalt take one young calf from the herd, and two unblemished rams, and unleavened loaves kneaded with oil, and unleavened cakes anointed with oil. Thou shalt make them of fine flour of wheat, and thou shalt put them in one basket, and thou shalt offer them on the basket, and the young calf, and the two rams. And thou shalt bring Aharon and his sons to the door of the ta- doors of the tabernacle of testimony. And thou shalt wash them with water. And having taken the garments, thou shalt put on Aharon thy brother, both the full-length robe, and the ephod, and the oracle, and thou shalt join for him for the oracle to the ephod. And thou shalt put thine put the mitre on his head, and thou shalt put the plate, even the holiness, on the mitre. And thou shalt take of the anointing oil, and thou, and thou shalt pour it upon his head, and shalt anoint him. And thou shalt bring his sons, and put his garments on them. And thou shalt gird them with girdles, and put the tires upon them. And they shall have a priestly office to me forever. And thou shalt fill the hands of Aharon, and the hands of his sons. And thou shalt bring the calf to the door of the tabernacle of witness. And Aharon and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the calf, before Yahuwah, by the doors of the tabernacle of witness. And thou shalt slay the calf before Yahuwah, and by the doors of the tabernacle of witness. And thou shalt take of the blood of the calf, and put it on the horns of the altar with thy finger. But all the rest of the blood thou shalt pour out at the foot of the altar. And thou shalt take all the fat that is on the belly, and the lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, and shalt put them upon the altar. But the flesh of the calf, and his skin, and his dung, thou shalt burn with fire without the camp. For it is an offering on account of sin." <clears throat> and thou shalt take one ram, and Aharon and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram, and thou shalt kill it, and take the blood and pour it on the altar round about. And thou shalt divide the ram by his several limbs, and thou shalt wash the inward parts and the feet with water, and thou shalt put them on the divided parts with the head, and thou shalt offer the whole ram whole ram on the altar, a whole burnt offering to Yahuwah for a sweet-smelling savor. It is an offering of incense to Yahuwah. And thou shalt take the second ram, and Aharon and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram, and thou shalt kill it, and take of the blood of it, and put it on the top, the tip of Aharon's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the great toe of his right foot, and on the tips of the right ears of his sons, and on the thumbs of the right hands, and on the great toes of the right feet. And thou shalt take of the blood from the altar, and of the anointing oil, and thou shalt sprinkle it upon Aharon, and on his garments, and on his sons, and on his sons' garments with him. And he shall be sanctified, and his apparel, and his sons, and his sons' apparel with him. But the blood of the ram thou shalt pour round about upon the altar. And they shall take from the ram its fat, both the fat that covers the belly, and the lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, and the right shoulder, for this is a consecration." And one cake made with oil, and one cake from the basket of unleavened bread, set forth before the before Yahuwah. And thou shalt put them all on the hands of Aharon, and on the hands of his sons. And thou shalt separate them as a separate offering before Yahuwah. And thou shalt take them from their hands, and shalt offer them upon the altar of whole burnt offering, for a sweet-smelling savor before Yahuwah. It is an offering to Yahuwah. And thou shalt take the breast from the ram of consecration, which is a harons, and thou shalt separate it, is, separate it as a separate offering before Yahuwah, and it shall be to thee for a portion. And thou shalt sanctify the separated breast, and the shoulder of removal which has been separated, and which has been removed from the ram of consecration, of the portion of Aharon and of that of his sons. And it shall be a perpetual statute of the children of Israel to Aharon and his sons, for this is a separate offering. And it shall be a special offering from the children of Israel 
from the peace offerings of the children of Israel a special offering to Yahuwah. And the apparel of the sanctuary, which is Aharon, shall be his sons after him, for them to be anointed in them and to fill in their and to fill their hands. The priest, his successor from among his sons, who shall go into the tabernacle of witness to minister in the holies, shall put them on seven days, and thou shalt take the ram of consecration, and thou shalt boil the flesh in the holy place. And Aharon and his sons shall eat of the flesh of the ram, and the loaves in the basket, by the doors of the tabernacle of witness. They shall eat the offerings with which they were sanctified to fill their hands, to sanctify them, and a stranger shall not eat of them, for they are holy. And if aught be left of the flesh of the sacrifice of consecration, and the loaves until the morning, thou shalt burn the remainder with fire, it is not to be eaten, for it is a holy thing. And thus shalt thou do for Aharon and for his sons according to all things that I have commanded you. Seven days shalt thou fill their hands, and thou shalt sacrifice the calf of the sin offering on the day of purification, and thou shalt purify the altar when thou dost perform consecration upon it. And thou shalt anoint it so as to sanctify it. Seven days shalt thou purify the altar and sanctify it, and the altar shall be most holy. Every one that touches the altar shall be hallowed. And these are the offerings which thou shalt offer upon the altar, two unblemished lambs of a year old daily on the altar continually, a constant offering. One lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and a second lamb thou shalt offer in the evening, and a tenth measure of fine flour mingled with the, with, with the fourth part of an hen of beaten oil, and a drink offering the fourth part of a hen of wine for one lamb. And thou shalt offer the second lamb in the evening after the manner of the morning offering. And according to the drink offering of the morning lamb, thou shalt offer it an offering to Yahweh for a sweet-smelling savor, a perpetual sacrifice throughout your generations, at the door of the tabernacle of witness before Yahweh, wherein I will be known to thee from thence, so as to speak with you. And I will give, and I will there give orders to the children of Israel, and I will be sanctified in my glory. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of testimony and the altar, and I will sanctify Aharon and his sons to minister as priests to me. And I will be called upon, um, upon among the children of Israel and will be their Elohim. And they shall know that I am Yahweh their Elohim, who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt to be called upon them and to be their Elohim. <clears throat> Chapter 30, Exodus, Septuagint Version. And thou shalt make the altar of incense of incorruptible wood, and thou shalt make it a cubit in length, and a cubit in breadth, and it shall be square, and in the height of it shall be of two cubits. Its horn shall be of the same piece, and thou shalt gild it with gild its great with pure gold, and its sides round about, and its horns, and thou shalt make for it a wreathen border of gold round about. And thou shalt make under its wreathen border two rings of pure gold, and shalt and shalt make it two make make it the two corners on the two sides, and they shall be bearings for the staves, so as to bear it with them. And thou shalt make the staves of incorruptible wood, and shalt gild them with gold. And thou shalt set it before the veil that is over the ark of the testimonies, wherein I will make myself known to thee from thence. Now Haron shall burn it upon fine fine compound incense every morning. Whensoever he trims the lamps, he shall burn incense upon it. And when Aharon lights the lamps in the evening, he shall burn incense upon it. 
a constant incense offering always before Yahuwah for the generations. And thou shalt not offer strange incense upon it, nor offer an offering made by fire, nor a sacrifice, and thou shalt not pour a drink offering upon it. And once in the year Aharon shall make atonement on its horns. He shall purge it with the blood of purification for their generations. It is most holy to Yahuwah. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, If thou take account of the children of Israel in the surveying of them, and they shall give every one a ransom for his soul to Yahuwah. Then there shall not be among them a destruction in the visiting of them. <clears throat> and this is it which what this is what they shall give, as many as pass the survey, half a shekel, which is according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Twenty oboli to go to the shekel, but the half of the shekel is the offering to Yahuwah. Every one that passes the survey from twenty years old and upward shall give the offering to Yahuwah. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel in the giving of the offering to Yahuwah, to make an atonement for your souls. And thou shalt take the money of the offering from the children of Israel, and shall give it for the service of the tabernacle of testimony. And it shall be to the children of Israel a memorial before Yahuwah, to make an atonement for your souls. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Make a brazen laver, and a brazen base for it, for washing, and thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of witness and the altar, and thou shalt pour forth water into it. And Aharon and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet with water from it. And whensoever they shall go into the tabernacle of witness, they shall wash themselves with water, so they shall not die. Whensoever they advance the altar to do service and to offer whole burnt offerings to Yahuwah, they shall wash their hands and feet with water. Whensoever they shall go into the tabernacle of witness, they shall wash themselves with water, that they die not. And it shall be for them a perpetual statute for him and his posterity after him. And Yahuwah spoke unto Moshe, saying, Do thou also take sweet herbs, the flour of choice myrrh, five hundred shekels, and the half of this two hundred and fifty shekels of sweet-smelling cinnamon, and 250 shekels of sweet-smelling calamus, or cannabosum, and of cassia, 500 shekels of the sanctuary, and a hin of olive. And thou shalt make it a holy anointing oil, a perfumed ointment tempered by the art of the perfumer. It shall be holy, a holy anointing oil. And thou shalt anoint it with the tabernacle of witness, and the ark of the tabernacle of witness, and all its furniture, and the candlestick, and all its furniture, and the altar of incense, and the altar of whole burnt offerings, and all its furniture, and the table, and all its furniture, and the laver. And thou shalt sanctify them, and they shall be most holy. Every one that touches them shall be hallowed. And thou shalt anoint Aharon and his sons, and sanctify them, that they minister may minister to me as priests. And thou shalt speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be to you a holy anointing oil throughout your generations. On man's flesh it shall not be poured, and ye shall make not any for yourselves according to this composition. It is holy, and it shall be holiness to you. Whosoever shall make it in like manner, and whosoever shall give it to a stranger, shall be, dest shall be destroyed from among his people. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Take for yourself sweet herbs, stacte, onica, sweet galbanum, and transparent frankincense, there shall be an equal weight of each, and they shall make it with perfumed incense, tempered with the art of, of, of a perfumer, a pure holy work. And of these thou shalt beat some small, and thou shalt put it before the testimonies in the tabernacle of testimony, whence I will make myself known to thee. It shall be to you a most holy incense. Ye shall not make for yourselves according to this composition. It shall be to you a holy thing for Yahuwah. Whosoever shall make any in like manner, so as to smell it, shall perish. From his people. 
Exodus 31, Septuagint version. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Behold, I have called my name Beselil, the son of Urias, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Yehuda. And I have filled him with a divine spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge to invent in every work and to frame works to labor in gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and spun scarlet and works of stone and for artificers work in wood to work all at all works. And I have appointed him and Eliab, the son of Achishamach, of the tribe of Dan, and to every one understanding in the heart I have given understanding, and they shall make all things as many as I have appointed to thee, the tabernacle of witness, and the ark of the covenant, and the propitiatory that is upon it, and the furniture of the tabernacle, and the altars, and the table, and all its furniture, and the pure candlestick, and all its furniture, and the laver, and its, and its base, and Aharon's robes of ministry, and the robes of his sons to minister to me as priests, and the anointing oil, and the compound incense of the sanctuary, according to all that I have commanded you, shall they make shall they make them. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Do thou also charge the children of Israel, saying, Take heed and keep my Sabbaths, for they are a sign with me, and among you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am Yahweh that sanctifies you. And ye shall keep my Sabbaths, ye shall keep the Sabbaths, because this is holy to Yahweh for you. He that profanes it shall surely be put to death. Everyone who shall do work on it, that soul shall be destroyed from the midst of his people. Six days shalt thou do works, but the seventh day is the Shabbat, a holy rest to Yahuwah. Everyone who shall do work on the seventh day shall be put to death. And the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbaths to observe them throughout their generations. It is a perpetual covenant with me and the children of Israel. It is a perpetual sign with me. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heaven and the earth. And on the seventh day, he seized and rested. And he gave to Moshe when he left off speaking to him in Mount Sinai, the two tablets of testimony, the tablets of stone written upon with the finger of Elohim. Chapter 32, and when the people saw that Moshe delayed to come down from the mountain, the people combined against Aharon and said to him, Arise, make us gods who shall go before us. For this Moshe, the man whom brought us forth out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aharon says to them, Take off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and daughters and bring them to me. And all the people took off the golden earrings that were in their ears and brought them to Aharon. And he received them at their hands and formed them with graving tools. And he made them a molten calf and said, These are thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And Aharon, having seen it, built an altar before it. And Aharon made proclamation, saying, Tomorrow is a feast to Yahuwah. And having risen early on the morrow, he offered whole burnt offerings and offered peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, Go quickly, descend hence. For the people whom thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have transgressed. They have quickly gone out of the way which thou commandest. They have made for themselves a calf, and worshipped it, and sacrificed to it, and said, These are thy gods, O Israel, who brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And now let me alone, and I will be very angry with them, and consume them, and I will make thee a great nation. And Moshe prayed before Yahuwah Elohim and said, Wherefore, O Yahuwah, art thou very angry with thy people, whom thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt with a great strength and with a, with a high arm, with thy high arm? Take heed, lest at any time the Egyptians speak, saying, With evil intent he brought them out to slay them in the mountains and consume them from off the earth. 
cease from thy wrathful ang- <clears throat> from thy wrathful anger, and be merciful to the, to the sin of thy people, remembering Abraham, Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov, thy servants, to whom thou hast sworn by thyself and hast spoken to them, saying, I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of heaven for multitude, and all this land which thou spokest to of spokest of to give them, so that they shall possess it for ever. Yahuwah was prevailed upon to preserve his people. And Moshe turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of testimony were in his hands, tables of stone written on both their sides, and they were written within and without. And the tables were the work of Elohim, and the writing and the writing the writing of Elohim on the tablets. And Yahusha, having heard the voice of the people crying, said to Moshe, There is a noise of war in the camp. And Moshe says, It is not the voice of them that begin to be- begin the battle, nor the voice of them that begin the cry of defeat, but the voice of them that begin the banquet of wine do I hear. And when he drew nigh to the camp, he seized the calf and the dances. And Moshe, being very angry, cast the two tablets out of his hands and broke them to pieces under the mountain. And having taken the calf which they made, he consumed it with fire and ground it very small and scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel to drink it. <clears throat> and Moshe said to Aaron, What is this that the people has done to you, that you have brought upon them a great sin? And Aaron said to Moshe, Be not angry, my lord, for thou knowest the impetuous impetuosity of this people. For they say to me, Make us gods, which shall go before us. For as this man Moshe, who brought us out of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, If anyone has golden ornaments, take them off. And they gave them to me. And I cast them into the fire, and there came out this calf. And when Moshe saw that the people was scattered, for Aharon had scattered them so as to be a rejoicing to their enemies, then stood Moshe at the gate of the camp and said, Who is on Yahweh's side? Let him come to me. Then all the sons of Levi came to him. And he says to them, Thus saith Yahuwah, Eloheinu of Israel, Put everyone his sword on his thigh, and go through and return from the gate to gate through the camp, and slay everyone his brother, and everyone his neighbor, and everyone him that is nearest to him. And the sons of Levi did as Moshe spoke to them, and there fell of the people in that day to the number of three thousand men. And Moshe said to them, Ye have filled your hands this day to Yahuwah, each one of you his son or his brother, so that the blessing should be given to you. And it came to pass, after the morrow had begun, that Moshe said to the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to Elohim, that I may make atonement for your sin. And Moshe returned to Yahuwah and said, I pray, O Yahuwah, this people has sinned a great sin, and they have made for themselves golden gods. And now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, forgive it, and if not, blot me out of thy book which thou hast written. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, If anyone has sinned against me, I will blot them out of my book. And now go, descend, and lead this people into the place of which I spoke to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you, before your face, and in the day when I shall visit, I will bring upon them their sin. And Yahuwah smote the people for the making of the calf, which Aharon made. Chapter 33 And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Go forward, Go up hence, thou and thy people, whom thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, into the land which I swore to Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov, saying, I will give it to your seed, and I will send at the same time my angel before thy face. And he shall cast out the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Girgashite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, and the Canaanite. And I will bring thee into the land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up with thee, because thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee by the way. And the people, having heard this, grievous, saying, Mourned in mourning apparel. 
For Yahuwah said to the children of Israel, Ye are a stiff-necked people. Take heed, lest I bring on you another plague and destroy you. Now then, put off your glorious apparel and your ornaments, and I will show thee what I will do to thee. So the sons of Israel took off their ornaments and their array at the Mount of Horeb. And Moshe took his tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, at a distance from the camp. It was called the Tabernacle of Testimony. And it came to pass that everyone that sought Yahuwah went forth to the tabernacle which was without the camp. And whenever Moshe went into the tabernacle without the camp, all the people stood, every one watching by the doors of his tent. And when Moshe departed, they took notice until he entered into the tabernacle. And when Moshe entered into the tabernacle, the pillar of the cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And Elohim talked to Moshe. And all the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing by the door of the tabernacle. And all the people stood and worshipped everyone at the door of his tent. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe face to face, as if one should speak to his friend. And he retired into the camp, but a servant Yahusha, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not forth from the tabernacle. And Moshe said to Yahweh, Lo, thou sayest to me, lead on this people, but thou hast not showed me whom thou wilt send with me. But thou hast said to me, I know thee above all, and thou hast favor with me. If then I have found favor in your sight, reveal thyself to me, that I may evidently see thee, that I may find favor in thy sight, and that I may know that this great nation is thy people. And he says, I myself will go before thee, and give thee rest. And he says to him, If thou, if thou not go up with, that, with us thyself, bring me not up hence. And how shall it be surely known that both I and this people have found favor with you, except, if only, except only if thou go with us? So both I and thy people shall be glorified beyond all the nations, as many as are upon the earth. And Yahweh said to Moshe, I will also do for thee this thing, which thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace before me. And I know thee above all. And Moshe, and Moshe, Moshe says, Manifest thyself to me. And Elohim said, I will pass before thee with my glory. And I will call by my name, Yahuwah, before thee. And I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have pity on whom I will have pity. And Elohim said, Thou shalt not be able to see my face, for no man shall see my face and live. And Yahuwah said, Behold, there is a place by me. Thou shalt stand upon the rock. And when my glory shall pass by, then I will put thee into a hole of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand until I shall have passed by. And I will remove my hand, and then thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not appear to thee. And Yahweh said to Mo, uh, chapter thirty-four, <clears throat> and Yahweh said to Moshe, "Hew for thyself two tab- tables of stone, as also the first were, and come up to me to the mountain, and I will write upon the tables of the words which were on the first tables which thou brokest, and be ready by the morning, and thou shalt go up to the mountain Sinai, and shalt stand there for me on the top of the mountain." And let no one go up with thee, nor be seen in all thy mountain. And let not the, the sheep and the oxen feed near the mountain. And Moshe hewed two tables of stone, as also the first were. And Moshe, having risen early, went up to the Mount Sinai. And Yahuwah appointed him. And Moshe took the two tables of stone. And Yahuwah descended in a cloud, and stood near him there, and called by the name of Yahuwah. And Yahuwah passed by before his face, and proclaimed, Yahuwah, Eloheinu! pitiful and merciful, long-suffering and very compassionate and true and keeping justice and mercy for thousands and taking away iniquity and unrighteousness and sins and he will not clear the guilty, bringing the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. 
and to the children's children, to the third and fourth generation. And Moshe hasted and bowed to the earth and worshipped and said, If I have found grace before you, let my, let my Adonai go with us. For the people is stiff-necked, and thou shalt take away our sins and our iniquities, and we will be thine. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Behold, I established a covenant for thee in the presence of all the people, and I will do glorious things which, I have, not, which have not been done in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people among whom thou art shall see the works of Yahuwah, that they are wonderful, which I will do for thee. Do thou take heed to do all things whatever I command thee. Behold, I will cast out before your face the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Girgashite, and the Ebusite. Take heed to thyself, lest at any time thou make a covenant with the dwellers on the land into which thou art entering, lest it be to thee a stumbling block among you. Ye shall destroy their altars, and break in pieces their pillars, and ye shall cut down their groves, and the graven images of their Elohim ye shall burn with fire. For ye shall not worship strange Elohim, for Yahuwah Eloheinu is a jealous name, is a jealous Elohim, lest at any time thou make a covenant with the dwellers on the land, and they go a-whoring after their Elohim, and sacrifice to their Elohim, and they shall call thee, and thou shouldst eat of their feasts. And thou shouldst take of their daughters to thy sons, and thou shouldst give of thy daughters to their, to their sons. And thy daughters should go a-whoring after their Elohim, and thy sons should go a-whoring after their Elohim. And thou shalt not make to thyself molten Elohim. And thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread, as I have charged thee, at the season in the month of the new corn. For in the month of the new, of the new corn thou camest from, out from Egypt." The males are mine, everything that opens the womb, every firstborn of oxen, and every firstborn of sheep, and the firstborn of an ass thou shalt redeem with a sheep. And if thou wilt not redeem it, thou shalt pay a price. Every firstborn of thy sons shalt thou redeem, thou shalt not appear before me empty. Six days shalt thou work, but on the seventh day thou shalt rest. There shall be rest in seed time and harvest, and thou shalt keep to me a feast of weeks, the beginning of the wheat harvest and the beginning of ingathering in the middle of the year. Three times in the year shall every male of thine appear before Yahuwah, and before Yahuwah, the Elohim of Israel. For when I shall have cast out the nations before thy face, and shall have enlarged thy coasts, no one shall desire thy land. Whenever thou mayest go up to appear before Yahuwah, the Elohim, three times in the year, thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifices with leaven, neither shall the sacrifices of the feast of the Passover remain till the morning. The first fruits of thy land thou shalt put into the house of Yahuwah thy Elohim. Thou shalt not boil a lamb in his mother's milk. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Write these words for thyself, for on these words I have established a covenant with thee and with Israel. And Moshe was there before Yahuwah forty days and forty nights. He did not eat bread, and he did not drink water. And he wrote upon the tables these words of the covenant, ten sayings. And when Moshe went down from the mountain, there were two tablets in the hands of Moshe, as then he went down from the mountain. Moshe knew not that the appearance of the skin of his face was glorified, when Elohim spoke to him. And Aharon and all the elders of Israel saw Moses, and the appearance of the skin of his face was made glorious, and they feared to approach him. And Moshe called them, and Aharon and all the rulers of the synagogue turned towards them. And Moshe spoke to them, and afterwards all the children of Israel came to him, and he commanded them in all things, whatsoever Yahuwah has commanded him. Hang on a second. All right. 
verse 31. And Moshe called them, and Aharon and all the rulers of the synagogue turned towards him. And Moshe spoke to them. And afterwards, all the children of Israel came to him, and he commanded them all things whatsoever Yahuwah had commanded him in the Mount of Sinai. And when he ceased speaking to them, he put a veil on his face. And whenever Moshe went in before Yahuwah to speak with him, he took off the veil till he went out. And he went forth and spoke all to all the children of Israel whatsoever Yahuwah commanded him. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moshe, that it was glorified. And Moshe put on the veil over his face till he went in to speak with him. <clears throat> Exodus 35, Septuagint version. And Moshe gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said, These are the words which Yahuwah has spoken for you to do them. Six days shalt thou perform works, but on the seventh day shall be rest. A holy Shabbat, a rest for Yahuwah. Everyone that does work in it, let him die. Ye shall not burn a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. I am Yahuwah. And Moshe spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is a thing which Yahuwah has appointed you, saying, Take of yourselves an offering for Yahuwah. Everyone that engages in his heart shall bring the first fruits to, the, to Yahuwah, gold, silver, brass, blue, purple, double scarlet spun, and fine linen spun, and goat's hair, and ram skins dyed red, and skins dyed blue, and incorruptible wood, and sardin stones, and stones for engraving for the shoulder piece, and full-length robe. And every man that is wise in heart among you, let him come and work all things whatsoever Yahuwah has commanded. The tabernacle, and the cords, and the coverings, and the rings, and the bars, and the posts, and the ark of the testimony, and its stays, and its propitiatory, and the veil, and the curtains of the, co the court, and its posts, and the emerald stones, and the incense, and the anointing oil, and the table, and all its furniture, and the candlestick for the light, and all its furniture, and the altar, and all its furniture, and the holy garments of Aharon the priest, and the garments in which they shall do service, and the garments of priesthood for the sons of Aharon, and the anointing oil, and the compound incense. And all the congregation of the children of Israel went forth from Moshe, and they brought, and they brought, they, they whose heart prompted them, and they to whomsoever it seemed good in their mind, each an offering. And they brought an offering to Yahuwah for all the works of the tabernacle of witness and all its services, for all the robes of the sanctuary, and the men, even every one to whom it seemed good in his heart, brought from, brought from the women, even brought seals and earrings and finger rings and necklaces and bracelets, every article of gold, and all as many as brought ornaments of gold to Yahuwah. And with whomsoever fine linen was found, and they brought skins dyed blue and ram skins dyed red, which I meant to mention earlier, um, the Masoretic says badger skins, but the Septuagint here says ram skins. That's actually been a pretty interesting question over the years uh, because the badger is an unclean animal and putting it on top of the tabernacle is kind of interesting. But, so I think the Septuagint might be a little more correct with ram skins. And every one that offered an offering brought, brought silver and brass, the offering to Yahuwah, and they with whom was found incorruptible wood, and they brought offerings for all the works of the pre preparation. And every woman skilled in her heart to spin with her hands brought spun articles, the blue, the purple, the scarlet, and fine linen. All the women to whom it seemed good in their heart, in their wisdom, spun the goat's hair. And the rulers brought the emerald stones and the stones for setting in the ephod and the oracle and the compounds both for the anointing oil and the composition of the incense. And every man and woman whose mind inclined to them 
to come in and do all the works as many as Yahuwah appointed them to do by Moshe. They, the children of Israel, brought an offering to Yahuwah. And Moshe said to the children of Israel, Behold, Elohim has called by name Beselil, the son of Urias, the son of Or, of the tribe of Yehuda, and has filled him with a divine spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge of all things, to labor skillfully in all works of cunning workmanship, to form the gold and the silver and the brass, and to work in stone and to fashion the wood, and to work in every work of wisdom. And Elohim gave improvement in understanding both to him and to Eliab, the son of Achishamach, of the tribe of Dan. And Elohim filled them with wisdom, understanding, and perception to understand to work all the works of the sanctuary and to weave the woven and embroidered work with scarlet and fine linen to do all work of curious workmanship and embroidery. Chapter 36. Actually, just give me a second. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 36, Septuagint Virgin. And Besalel wrought, and Eliab, and every one wise in understanding, to whom was given wisdom and knowledge, to understand to do all the works according to the holy offices, according to all things which Yahuwah appointed. And Moshe called Besalel and Eliab, and all that had wisdom, to whom Elohim gave knowledge in their heart, and all who were freely willing to come forward to, to the works, to perform them. And they received from Moshe all the offerings which the children of Israel brought for all the works of the sanctuary to do them. And they continued to receive the gifts brought from those who brought them in the morning. And there came all the wise men who brought the works of the sanctuary, each according to his own work, which they wrought. And one said to Moshe, The people bring an abundance too great in proportion to all the works which Yahweh has appointed them to do. And Moshe commanded and proclaimed to the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman any longer labor for the offerings of the sanctuary. The people were restrained from bringing any more. And they had material sufficient for making the furniture, and they left some besides. And every wise one among those that wrought made the robes of the holy places, which belonged to Aharon the priest, as Yahweh commanded Moshe. And he made the ephod of gold and blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine linen twined, and the plates were divided, the threads of gold, so as to interweave with the blue and purple, and with the spun scarlet and the fine linen twined, they made it a woven work, shoulder pieces joined from both sides, a work woven by mutual twisting of the parts into one another. They made it of the same material according to the making of it, of gold and blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine linen twined, as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. And they made the two emeralds they made the two emerald stones collapsed together and set in gold, graven and cut after the cutting of a seal with the names of the children of Israel. And he put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod, as stones of a memorial of the children of Israel, as Yahuwah appointed Moshe. <clears throat> and they made the oracle a woven a work woven with embroidery, according to the work of the ephod of gold and blue and purple and spun scarlet, and fine linen twined. They made the oracle square and double, the length of a span, and the breadth of a span, double. And there was interwoven with it a woven work of four rows of stones, a series of stones, the first row, a sardius, and a topaz, and an emerald, the second row, a carbuncle, and a sapphire, and jasper, the third row, a ligure, an agate, and amethyst, the fourth row, a chrysolite, and beryl, and onyx, set round about with gold, and fastened with gold. And the stones were twelve according to the names of the children of Israel, graven according to their names, like seals, each according to his own name for the twelve tribes. And they made on the oracle turned wreaths, wreathen work of pure gold, 
and they made two golden circles and two golden rings, and they put the two golden rings on both the upper corners of the oracle, and they put the golden wreaths on the rings on both sides of the oracle. And the two wreaths into the coupling, into the two couplings, and they put them on the two circlets, and they put them on the shoulders of the ephod opposite each other in front. And they made two golden rings and put them on the two projections on the top of the oracle, and on the top of the hinder part of the ephod within. And they made two golden rings and put them on both the shoulders of the ephod under it, in front by the coupling above the connection of the ephod. He fastened the oracle by the rings that were on it to the rings of the ephod, which were fastened with a string of blue, joined together with the woven work of the ephod, that the oracle should not be loosed from the ephod, as Yahweh commanded Moshe. And they made the tunic under the ephod, woven work, all of blue, and the opening of the tunic in the midst woven closely together, the opening having a fringe round about, that it might not be rent. And they made on the border, border of the tunic below pomegranates as of a flowering pomegranate tree of blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine linen twined and they made golden bells and put the bells on the border of the tunic round about between the pomegranates a golden bell and a pomegranate on the border of the tunic round about for the ministration as Yahweh commanded Moshe and they made vestments of fine linen a woven work for Aharon and his sons and the tires of fine linen and the miter of fine linen linen and the drawers of fine linen twined, and their girdles of fine linen, and blue and purple and scarlet spun, the work of an embroiderer, according as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. And they made a golden plate as, dedic as a dedicated thing of the sanctuary of pure gold, and he wrote upon it graven letters as of a seal, holiness to Yahuwah. And they put it on the border of the blue, so that it should be on the mitre above as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. 37. Exodus 37. And they made ten curtains for the tabernacle, of eight and twenty cubits the length of one curtain. The same measure was to all. And the breadth of one curtain was of four cubits. And they made the veil of blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine twined linen, the woven work with cherubs. And they put it on four posts of incorruptible wood overlaid with gold. And their chapiters were gold, and their four sockets were silver. And they made the veil of the door of the tabernacle of witness of blue and purple and spun scarlet and fine twined linen, woven work with cherubs, and their posts five, and their rings, and they gilded their chapiters and their clasps with gold. They had five sockets of brass. And they made the court toward the south, the curtains of the court of fine twined linen, a hundred cubits every way. And their posts twenty, and their sockets twenty, and on the north side a hundred every way, and on the south side a hundred every way, and their posts twenty, and their sockets twenty, and on the west side curtains of fifty cubits, and their posts ten, and their sockets ten, and on the east side curtains of fifty cubits of fifteen cubits behind, and their pillars three, and their sockets three, and at the second, and at the second back on its I'm sorry, and at the second back on this side, and on that by the gate of the court, curtains of fifteen cubits, their pillars three, and their sockets three, all the curtains of the tabernacle of fine twine linen, and the sockets of their pillars of brass, and their hooks of silver, and their chapters overlaid with silver, and all the posts of the court overlaid with silver, and the veil of the gate of the court, the work of an embroiderer of blue and purple, and spun scarlet, and fine twine linen, the length of twenty cubits, and the height and the breadth of five cubits made equal to the curtains of the court. 
and their pillars four, and their sockets four of brass, and their hooks of silver, and their chapters overlaid with silver, and all the pins of the court round about of brass, and they were overlaid with silver. And this was the construction of the tabernacle of witness, accordingly as it was appointed to Moshe, so that the public service should be should belong to the Levites through Ithamar, the son of Aharon, the priest. <clears throat> and Besaleel, the son of Urias, of the tribe of Yehuda, did as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. And Eliab, the son of Achishamach, of the tribe of Dan, was there, who was chief artificer of the woven work and needleworks as embroiderers and weaving with the scarlet and fine linen. Exodus 38. And Besaleel made the ark and overlaid it with pure gold, within and without, and he cast for it four golden rings, two on the one side and two on the other, wide enough for the staves so that men should bear the ark with him. And he made the propitiatory over the ark of pure gold, and the two cherubs of gold, one cherub on the one end of the propitiatory, and the another cherub on the other end of the propitiatory overshadowing the propitiatory with their wings, and he made the set table of pure gold and cast for it four rings, two on the one side and two on the other side, broad, so that men should lift it with the staves in them. And he made the staves of the ark and of the table and gilded them with gold. And he made the furniture of the table both with the dishes and the censers and the cups and the bowls with which he should offer the drink offerings of gold. And he made the candlestick which gives light of gold the stem solid, and the branches from both its sides, and blossoms proceeding from its branches, three on this side and three on the other, and made equal to each other. And as for, their, as for their lamps, which are on the ends, knops proceeded from them, and sockets proceeding from them, that the lamps might be upon them, and the seventh socket on the top of the candlestick, on the summit above, entirely of solid gold. And on the candlestick, seven golden lamps, and its snuffers gold, and its funnels gold, he overlaid the posts with silver, and cast for each post golden rings, and gilded the bars with gold, and he gilded the posts of the veil with gold, and made the hooks of gold. He made also the rings of the tabernacle of gold, and the rings of the court, and the rings for the drawing out of the veil above the brass. He cast the silver chapters of the tabernacle, and the brazen chapters of the door of the tabernacle, and the gate of the court, and he made silver hooks for the posts. He overlaid them with silver on the posts. He made the pins of the tabernacle and the pins of the court of brass. He made the brazen altar of the brazen censers, which belonged to the men engaged in sedition with the gathering of Korah. He made all the vessels of the altar and its grate and its base and its bowls and its brazen flesh hooks. He made an appendage for the altar of network under the grate, beneath it as far as the middle of it. And he fastened to it four brazen rings on the four parts of the appendage of the altar, wide enough of the bars so as to bear the altar with them. He made the holy anointing oil and the composition of the incense, the pure work of the perfumer. He made the brazen laver and the brazen base of it of the mirrors of the, wo of the, of the, mirrors, of the mirrors of the women that fa fasted, who fasted by the doors of the tabernacle of the witness in the day which he set up. That's interesting. I don't remember that in the Masoretic. <clears throat> he made the laver that at it Moshe and Aharon and his sons might wash their hands and their feet when they went into the tabernacle of witness or whensoever they should advance to the altar to do service, they washed at it as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. Exodus chapter 39, Septuagint version. All the gold that was employed for the works 
according to all the fabrication of the holy things, was of the gold of the offerings twenty-nine talents and seven hundred and twenty shekels according to the holy shekel. And the offering of the silver from the men that were numbered of the congregation a hundred talents and a thousand seven hundred and seventy-five shekels, one drachm shekel apiece, even the half shekel according to the holy shekel. I'm not sure why it has why it separates that. Everyone that passed the survey from the twenty years old and upwards to the number of six hundred thousand and three thousand five hundred and fifty, and the hundred talents of silver went to the casting of the hundred chapters of the tabernacle, and to the chapters of the veil, a hundred chapters to the hundred talents, a talent to the chapter, and a thousand seven hundred and seventy five shekels he formed into hooks for the pillars, and he gilt their chapters and adorned them. And the brass of the offering was seventy talents, and a thousand five hundred shekels, and they made of it the brass of the door of the tabernacle of witness, and the bases of the court round about, and the bases of the gate of the court, and the pins of the tabernacles, and the pins of the court round about, and the brazen appendage of the altar, and all the vessels of the altar, and all the instruments of the tabernacle of witness. And the children of Israel did as Yahweh commanded Moshe, so did they. And of the gold that remained of the offering, they made vessels to minister with before Yahuwah. And the blue that was left, and the purple, and the scarlet, they made into garments of ministry for Aharon, so that he should minister with them in the sanctuary. And they brought the garments to Moshe, and the tabernacle, and its furniture, and its bases, and its bars, and the, and the posts, and the Ark of the Covenant, and its bearers, and the altar, and all its furniture." And they made and, and they made the anointing oil and the incense of composition and the pure candlestick and its lamps lamps for burning and oil for the light and the table of showbread and all its furniture and the showbread upon it and the garments of the sanctuary which belonged to Aharon and the garments of his sons for the priestly ministry and the curtains of the court and the and the posts and the veil of the door of the tabernacle and the gate of the court and all the vessels of the tabernacle and all its instruments and the skins, even ram skins dyed red and the blue coverings and the coverings of the other things and the pins and all the instruments for the works of the tabernacle of witness. Whatsoever things Yahweh appointed Moshe, so did the children of Israel make all the furniture. And Moshe saw all the works and they had done them all as Yahweh commanded Moshe. So had they, been, so had they made them and Moshe blessed them. All right, brothers and sisters, last chapter, <clears throat> Exodus chapter 40, Septuagint version. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, On the first day of the first month, at the new moon, thou shalt set up the tap. Hmm. On the first day of the first month, at the new moon, thou shalt set up the tabernacle of witness. And thou shalt place in the ark of the testimony, and it shall cover the ark with the veil. And thou shalt bring in the table, and shall set forth that which is to be set forth on it. And thou shalt bring in the candlestick, and place it, place its lamps on it. And thou shalt place the golden altar to burn incense before the ark. And thou shalt put a covering of a veil on the door of the tabernacle of witness. And thou shalt put the altar of burnt offerings by the door doors of the tabernacle of witness. And thou shalt set up the tabernacle round about. And thou shalt hollow all that belongs to it round about. And thou shalt take the anointing oil, and shalt anoint the tabernacle, and all the things in it, and shalt sanctify it, and all its furniture, and it shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint the altar of burnt offerings, and, its, and all its furniture, and thou shalt hollow the altar, and the altar shall be most holy. And thou shalt bring in Aharon and his sons to the doors of the tabernacle of witness, and thou shalt wash them with water. And thou shalt put on, uh, shalt put on Aharon the holy garments, and thou shalt anoint him, and thou shalt sanctify him, 
and he shall minister to, minister to me as priest. And thou shalt bring up his sons, and shalt put garments on them, and thou shalt anoint them as thou didst anoint their father. And they shall minister to me as priests, and it shall be that they have, and it shall be that they shall have an everlasting anointing of priesthood throughout their generations. And Moshe did all things whatsoever Yahweh commanded him, so did he. And it came to pass in the first month, in the second year after their going forth out of Egypt at the new moon, that the tabernacle was set up. And Moshe set up the tabernacle and put on the chapiters and put the bars into their places and set up the posts. And he stretched out the curtains over the tabernacle and put the veil of the tabernacle on it above as Yahweh committed Moshe. And he took the testimonies and put them into the ark and he put the staves by the sides of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and put it on the covering of the veil and covered the ark of the testimony as Yahweh commanded Moshe. And he put the table in the tabernacle of witness on the north side without the veil of the tabernacle. And he put on it the showbread before Yahuwah, as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. And he put the candlestick into the tabernacle of witness on the side of the tabernacle toward the south. And he put it on its lamps before Yahuwah, as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. And he put the golden altar in the tabernacle of witness before the veil. And he burnt, it, and he burnt on it incense of composition as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. And he put the altar of the burnt offerings by the doors of the tabernacle, and he set up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar. And Moshe accomplished all the works. And the cloud covered the tabernacle of witness, and the tabernacle was filled with the glory of Yahuwah. And Moshe was not able to enter in the tabernacle of testimony because the cloud overshadowed it. And the tabernacle was filled with the glory of Yahuwah. And when the cloud went up from the tabernacle, the children of Israel prepared to depart with their baggage. And if the cloud went not up, and if the cloud went not up, they did not prepare to depart, till the day when the cloud went up. For a cloud was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, before all Israel in all their journey journeyings. So, tomorrow we'll be doing Leviticus. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly what time tomorrow. Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm either going to do it really early in the morning tomorrow, or... Um, or tomorrow evening, myself and uh, brother Noel Hadley, he's uh, up here visiting. We're actually going to go to uh, we're going to go visit Steve Mutria's Sukkot tomorrow and uh, say hello to some brethren. So depending on what time we go, um, is when I'm going to do this reading. So I might, like I said, I might do it really early, early in the morning or late at night. So if you want to be here live, just um, by this evening, I will make a um, I will make a uh, announcement on the community tab. Or you can just check the time. I'll I'll change the time uh, before um, before it's late too late tonight. I'll, I'll make a decision by tonight. So either I'm, gonna be, I'm either going to do it like at nine in the morning, nine nine central tomorrow morning, or I'm going to be doing it like eight thirty p.m. central tomorrow night. So um, I know it's one of the I know it's kind of like okay, Adam was going to be morning or night. I don't know. So I will uh, try to let you know as soon as possible. But um, praise be to Yahuwah for this awesome week of Sukkot, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that you're able to celebrate it in some way. Uh, I know for a lot of us it may seem like a really feeble attempt at doing it. Maybe we're just putting a tent outside. Maybe we just got a little lean to outside something. But you know, truly, it's uh, it's such a blessing to celebrate this feast in any capacity that we can. I know some of us have, um, you know family members that are not with us on this and it just makes it kind of hard but um, I'm actually hoping to do a, um, a community Sukkot next year but we'll we'll talk more about that before it, uh, before it comes up so anyways um, 
let's just uh, exit with a little bit of prayer and let's bless the uh, let's bless our father for allowing us to gather like this and to read his torah so heavenly father yahuwah we just come before you in yahusha's name and we just bless you in the midst of sukkot and we just thank you again for waking us up to your most set apart feast days and what a blessing they are and we thank you, Abba, for um, your command that uh, during Sukkot that your Torah to be read before all of Israel. And uh, we pray that those that were able to listen, that they were able to hear with their ears uh, and see with their eyes the wondrous things that are written in your Torah. And may we, may we all be strengthened by it. Uh, may we all be... Um, may we all just stick to your path, to your way, and neither deviate to the left or the right of it um, because we know that is the narrow path that Yahushua said that very few would find. We pray to be worthy, and we pray to, for Yahusha's my return. In his name we pray. Amen and amen. Shabbat shalom, brothers and sisters. Enjoy your Sukkot, and we'll see you tomorrow, again, either in, early in the morning or at nighttime. I'll let you know uh, later on today. But uh, um, it's good reading the Torah with you together. Hope it blessed you. Shalom.